This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. ¿Qué tal amigos? Les habla el cero miedo de la lucha libre, Pentagon Junior, para mandar un saludo a todos mis amigos de este podcast, y ya saben, puro cero miedo. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining us, I'd like to welcome you, as always, to episode number 95. I'm Nick Howell. And edgier than Dean Ambrose on Waxing Day, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, <laughs> and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, yes, Nick, as, as you said, this is one of our last shows from the Orbital Jigsaw Arena in sunny Southern California. Uh, the danger cave here in Southern sunny Southern California will continue to exist, but... Yes. The uh, the arena is relocating. Yes, upgrades. Uh, it's it's Let heading. Upgrade it's heading out east. Yes, it's uh, it's going to be a bit of a shift for the show. It's going to be kind of a crazy October. Yes, uh, for the show. So if you're listening to us every week, bear with us. We've got some. We're going to have some ups and downs this month. We're going to have uh, some guest hosts. JB will be joining us again. The lovely nice. Judith, Judith Brooke will be joining us again next week. We do have the Super Showdown coming up on Saturday. And we will be doing that uh, bright and early in the morning because it's going on at 2 a.m. Pacific. Yep. 5 a.m. No pre-show either, apparently. Well, thank God. Right. Because <laughs> we're going to have to watch that thing and then just record it. And that'll be the last show we do here in the Orbital Jigsaw Arena. And then everything's going to go kind of crazy. Yes. And, and the next day, then Monday, we start tearing down the studio. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, that's uh, we'll we'll get in more into that yes. as as we know more. But right now, we got to get into the show. But before we get into the show, we get to talk about where people can go, yes, to interact with the show. Let's do some quick housekeeping. Uh, you can find us over on Facebook in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. It is the place to be if you are a fan of the show. Head on over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open. You will find the group there, and we will get you in. You can also follow us over on Twitter at BWO Podcast. And hey, if you love what we do, we would love your support. Thank you to all of our current patrons and future patrons you can support the show at patreon.com slash bwo sign up for any of the tiers available there for just five dollars a month what it would take to buy ian and i a beer maybe a cup of coffee five dollar uh you can get a copy of the show notes every week and you can get access to be able to uh, ask listener questions every single week four times a month uh, for that five dollars, if you want to get some bonus episodes, you can get which I still owe you guys the one from September, which yeah, I have not posted heck, yet. I know, 
Shit's been real. Okay? Uh, it's, it's recorded. It's there. I just have to post it for you guys. We'll be up this weekend. I promise uh, you can get in on those bonus episodes every month for the $10 tier in addition to everything you get in the $5 tier. So patreon.com slash BWO. Head on over there and show your love. Ian, where and, are we going? Well, and finally, we got to tell everyone to go to YouTube. Yes, because we just hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, which we just get started on that. It's, a yes. fair, it's relatively new still, and we do do the show live every Thursday, or at least theoretically we do. I was going to be off for a couple of weeks because of because yeah. of your move. Yeah, but we will be doing the show live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and yes. you can go to YouTube and see us there. Plus, all of our past shows are up on YouTube as well, so it's worth going over and checking us out. I'm there hoping and subscribing. We, can, we can get youtubecom BWO. That's what I'm going for. Well, let's see if it's available. I don't first. know why we wouldn't be able to. Well, you never know if it's available or not. But uh, let's the Blue Meanie beat us to it first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, okay, let's get into the wrestling here. This week, we're going home to Super Showdown. Saturday night is Super Showdown in Australia, Melbourne, Australia, for the WWE. And this week, WWE was all about pushing that show, making it mean something, and hopefully not making it a glorified house show like we had with uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, where it really was, at the end of the day, kind of meaningless. Nothing, Come on, we all know that's what it's Nothing be. really happened. Well, they're, they're trying to convince us that it's not. That's going to be something more. And they have lots of opportunities to make it actually something special, you know, there's a couple of titles on the line that could conceivably change hands, uh, and I think the, I think more than one of them should change hands. Yeah, it would opinion. legitimize it. Uh, we'll get into our picks for that coming up. We we got to discuss Raw and SmackDown and what happened there. We've also got to talk about what happened in New Japan. They had Fighting Spirit Unleashed right here in Long Beach, which was a crazy show, and then uh, Progress had a massive show. We had to talk about Hello Wembley. Yeah, which. Had some incredible stuff. The May Young Classic, 205 Live, NXT. There's a ton to talk about. But before we talk about all of that, we need to head over and talk about the big news. So the biggest news this week, I think, is the fact that Neville, also known as PAC, P-A-C, yeah. is back on the indies. Wait, what? He's back. Where? where? He went and fought. He Well, he showed up. In, okay. in Dragon Gate, okay, which he was involved with before he came to WWE. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Okay, yeah. So he showed he showed back up over there. Uh, if you don't know anything about Dragon Gate, I don't blame you. It's not exactly a huge uh, promotion over here, stateside, but it is awesome. It's it's has some great wrestling in it. But he basically showed back up as a bad guy in league with one of the bigger bad guys over there, um, named. Uh, uh, let's see, he showed up hanging out with uh, Shingo. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me see if I get this right. Uh, he showed up with Ata and beating beat up uh, Shingo. I, I might have this wrong. Okay. I haven't actually watched. Neville's it. back. Neville's back. That's the big yeah. news. He's back on the Indies. He's back in Dragon Gate. <laughs> is he going by <laughs> I Neville catch up or on is Dragon he going Gate. by He's going by Pack. Okay. He's going by Pack. Uh, he showed up as part of a, an evil faction in Dragon Gate. That's the bottom line. And it's it's great to see because he's been so silent for so long, uh, and to have him back doing something already is exciting. And I mean, the world is this man's oyster. One of the most talented wrestlers in the world. He's m impossibly more shredded than he was the last time we saw him. How? He's there was like, no fat on him in the first place. Well, apparently he's been eating nothing but air and chicken ever since then because <laughs> he's even more shredded. Uh, so oh, it's smart. insane. I, I I saw a picture of him and it just it's like it, he made Finn Balor look fat. Good it, lord. So it's 
I'm looking forward to seeing what he gets up to because, as I said, he could go. He could write his ticket pretty much anywhere. Yeah. He could go and work. And he's he came back to uh, Dragon Gate out of I would imagine uh, just familiarity and uh, but. You know, where he goes from there. Is it possible that he comes back to WWE in any capacity, whether it's Cruiserweight or NXT or main roster? I don't know. They really screwed him over on the way out. Yeah. You know, they took a year off of his career. Just yeah, but at a certain point, petty. money is be- overcomes butthurt, you know? I mean, WWE has told us time, and they've showed us time and time again, never, ever say never. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's, he's one. What? I'm sorry, excuse he's me. He's one. That uh, I really do think could could come back at some point, but they <laughs> they gonna pay the man. Yes, they will. Uh, in other news, uh, we have SmackDown Live's episode one thousand is upon us. Uh, we now know it's confirmed that we're gonna have an Evolution reunion. Yeah, with Ric Flair even being there, uh, Triple H in a black turtleneck. Ugh. You know, it, it's gonna be a good time. Randy Rick, Orton, Batista, Rick. Well, Batista's the one. That's the one that threw me. Okay, because they, he and WWE have been notoriously on bad terms for a while, or, or weird terms, where he's like, "They're not returning my calls. They're giving me the runaround." Like he's openly said he's disgruntled with WWE. Yeah, and uh, you know, people were wondering, well, what's going on? Why doesn't WWE reach out to this guy? He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world now. Yep. it could only help them to, tr- you know, as we were just saying never say never wwe's got a way of bringing people back into the fold why not batista you know what i mean as far as big stars to come out of wwe and recognizability these days he's probably more recognizable to you know the average person on the street than john cena is at this point i mean let's temper that it's it's drax it's been one role that's really that's really blown him up that's still Sure, of, <laughs> sure. That's a huge role. I mean, it's just a billion dollar movie. Franchise, That's what I'm saying. You know? Like you can, it doesn't. <laughs> good God, did you think anyone knows Zoe Saldana from anything else? Yeah, does true. it does it matter? Like that's a thing. He they is, should because she is more recognizable to a casual person on the street right now than I would argue John Cena is. So and that's and John Cena is a big property and I probably going to have a, a a big career as well. But I, I, I'm surprised it took him this long to get. Batista back, and I can only imagine that this evolution reunion is going to be something like a testing of the waters. Because you remember the last time he was in WWE, the reaction was not so great. No, well, that was the Daniel Bryan run up too, right? And, that's and a, yeah. it was it was a lot Yet of problems. another evolution reunion. There was a lot of problems. Yeah, uh, last time I don't think he'll be back to wrestle, but uh, just having him on hand to show up and you know be like, hey guys, and Fine. bring. Bring eyes to the. I mean, look, Ronda Rousey, and I like how much they want to get eyes on the product by appealing to the casual person who just sees a face that they recognize and go, "Oh, they're part of that." Well, check that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, also confirmed, we've got some other ones. He's not the only one. Tori Wilson, one of my favorites. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, another one of my favorites. Teddy Long, holla 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 holla. And Michelle McCool is also scheduled to uh, be back for the SmackDown 1000. Not to mention rumors swirling about a potential appearance of The Rock himself. Rocky Maivia? Uh, Will he come uh, out with the blue strappies and the chia pet hair? And the feathers? Yeah. yeah the feather necklace, and that whatever. that big, goofy smile? Yeah. <laughs> die, Rocky, die. <laughs> yes. No, I think, I, I think Rock's a long shot. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to have him be there because SmackDown was originally kind of his show. It's yeah. his catchphrase. And yep. at the time it showed up, he was the biggest thing in WWE. Yep. Uh, so it wouldn't make sense for him to show up, even if they just got like, you know, him by satellite or something. You know what I mean? Like on a, he Skyped in. 
And the goes, hey, it's The Rock here. Uh, thanks for watching my show, you jabronis. I just can't imagine that dude's schedule. Uh, real, I mean, real, I, we, we happen to know people that work here in the business mm-hmm. in L.A. that uh, may or may not have been working with him throughout the course of this year <laughs> on several projects. Casually Ball, put, sir. Ballers is out now again, by the way. So if you take that into consideration, plus his latest movie project, which is public knowledge, Jungle Cruise, has wrapped. That was done. And then there's a new TV show that he's doing. All of that in this year. So if he doesn't have time quote unquote, to show up at the 1000th Smackdown live. I'm you'll not going to be understand. mad at him. I'll understand. <laughs> the dude's busy. Yeah. I mean, we, the, the, the stories of him getting like, you know, two, three hours of sleep a night on the regular and flying all over the place and doing crazy appearances are at this point starting to become legendary. Yes. Um, that being said, that's also why I think having wherever he is, whether it's on his, you know, a private plane or he's getting makeup put on for whatever project he's on or if, who knows him just phoning in for you know a 30 second verbal smackdown yeah might be something that's on the docket it would just make sense yeah let so, him throw some of his lines but the, yeah the rumor the wwe's apparently i mean the rumor is wwe's going very hard for him and oh, I, yeah. you can understand why yeah absolutely layeth so. the smacketh down mm. well guys that's it for the big news this week we hope you enjoyed that we're gonna head over and really talk start talking about the wrestling first with monday night raw So the first thing we need to talk about here is the main thrust of Monday Night Raw's show. And it's still we have this three-on-three action going on at the top of the show. You have the Shield versus, for lack of a better term at this point, because they haven't really made it official yet, the Dogs of War. Sure. Braun Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. They haven't really officially called them that yet. Like It's not an ongoing thing, although I think it should be because it is a really cool name, and it does kind of work for them. Uh, But I think the, the dog... Uh, line is owned by Roman Reigns right now. So they can't have that many dogs, I guess, in one yard. <sighs> it just becomes a pound at that point. You know, I was watching some, it was a throwback Undertaker video or something during the biker taker thing, and they referred to him as the big dog, and this is his yard. Yeah. And I remember that's, I was trying to figure out where I had heard all of this rhetoric before. And that's that it was either early Michael Cole, or I think it was early Michael Cole on commentary in the mid 2000s calling him the big dog and it was his yard yes so now we've okay so we're using the same language for roman reigns that we use for the undertaker yes he took it after he beat undertaker at wrestlemania it was very very demonstrably uh, given and uh, uh that's where we got that 12 minute heat session the, the day after wrestlemania where he just came out and yeah good point booed out of the building <laughs> and his, his famous line was this is my yard now mic drop gone and that which was i think one of the best roman reigns moments of all time because he didn't speak well, yeah, and he got booed out of the building, <laughs> right? And totally, you know, just owned that audience. But it was, and it was great. But that was not what this show was about this week. This show was about Dean Ambrose. This show was about how we're continuing to tease that Dean might not be happy with the Shield, and they're doing a very interesting job at it. Dean's not entirely saying that he's happy. In fact, he's giving us a lot of indications that he's not happy. Yeah. Uh, he came out and got interviewed by Charlie Caruso at the top of the show, and she said, "Are you? Are you, is everything okay with you in the Shield?" And Dean basically said, eh, "You know, I've got some beefs, but I'm fine. I'm still Shield number one. You know, brothers to the bone, that sort of thing. It's fine." Uh, and Baron Corbin came out, talked some smack, and at the end of the day, booked uh, Dino into a match with Braun Strowman. He said, "You know, Dean, you can have a match with Roman for the Universal Championship. You can have a match with Seth for the Intercontinental Championship." Or you can just go get your ass beat by Braun Strowman. 
and Dean, being a good loyal soldier, picked Braun Strowman. I think Baron picked it for him. Uh, he ended up right. doing it because Dean just basically was like, "Screw you, dude." Yeah, and and but he, he indicated that basically he was like, "I'm not, you know, I know what you're trying to do here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass." And Baron goes, "Never mind, you can have Braun Strowman. You know, screw you." So of course Braun beats the crap out of Dean until out come the rest of the Shield to save the day. And uh, there's this whole kerfuffle where the dogs of war come out and the shields there and there's, but they're about to fight. And then Roman gets booked into a match with Dolph Ziggler, strangely enough. And so instead of having these two factions fight during the show, which was the whole thing that Corbin was trying to stop them from doing, I don't want you guys to fight and tear up the show. I'm just going to have you guys fight in individual matches. And then interfere with all of them and everybody. You the know. Roman Ziggler match was clean. Sure. They had a match and uh, Roman beat Ziggler clean as a whistle, uh, which became a plot point later in the show. In fact, the, I mean, I like the way this all fed itself through the show. You're right? talking about Dean backstage coming up and going, I could have been I, universal champion. Seth tonight. checking in on him and him looking at Seth and me like, you know, if I wasn't such a nice guy, I could be intercontinental champ right now. And Roman doing the same thing and him saying the same thing to Roman. I could be universal champ right now if I wasn't such a nice guy. But then conversely, seeing the, the dogs of war and after Dolph loses the match to Roman, uh, Strowman, Braun giving him the look and being like, we don't need no weak links around here. Yeah. Giving him the eye. So later on, when we had this match between Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins, which was a baller of a match, as, as you would expect. Yes. Uh, and at the end, Dolph comes out for the the save. He comes out for the distraction so that Drew can get the win. Uh, it made sense because he had the fire lit under him by Strowman. He didn't want to be the weak link. Right. I like that they're just now figuring out Dolph's the weak link in this. <laughs> like you didn't know that already. But uh, but no, this all of this plot at the top of the of the card was genuinely interesting it was engaging uh but apparently it's not engaging the regular audience because the the ratings were down again again i think uh, the people are becoming savvy to the fact that there is one large commercial for two or more things that are coming up and it's less focus on what's going on currently in the show at the moment all of this stuff you know raw has become this over bloated commercial for its own stuff going forward and it's always had an element of that uh, to a certain extent. But it, now we're getting two or three different events per month in some capacity. Mm -hmm. It's there's just a lot of stuff and now you throw like mix match challenge into the into the blender. There there's this constant advertisement of its other stuff going on. Yeah. It's going it, to almost that's got to have a diminishing return. It's got to eat itself uh, from the well, inside out. It's not point. that it's a new thing. They've always had their regular shows be advertisements for their pay-per-views and for their big shows. That's kind of the point. It's just be, like, as you said, there's now so much other media that they're doing and they're getting so many other shows that they seem to be building all the time towards something or advertising something instead of giving us actual consistent storylines. Wrestling. Oh, 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 well, you were getting matches, but we're yeah. not getting, you know, cons like really interesting storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now there's only, I think maybe uh, three or four, I think on the main roster, truly interesting continuing storylines. And I think that the shield and the dogs of war one is, is and, and Dean kind of wavering. I think that's one of them. I'm actually yeah, they're enjoying. Weaving it well. Yeah. I'm enjoying how they're playing it. And obviously everyone's doing their, their part appropriately and doing it. Well, uh, I think Becky Lynch and Charlotte's another really good uh, program right now. Uh, I think that uh, AJ and Samoa Joe is a really good program. I'm really happy with that. Uh, Ms. Daniel Bryan, I'm, 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 I'm still, on the fence. On the, I'm still there yeah. with them, but it, they better get going. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like the, the least of them all. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of just 
crap that's just advertising around the rest of it. But um, but yeah, I just uh, I the, the other one, so there's a couple of little notes about the top of the card here I want to talk about before we move on to the rest of things. I mean, the the bottom line is I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought that overall I liked it. I liked what they're doing with the shield. I'm not feeling like they're shoving Roman down our throats as much anymore. It's yeah. becoming more about the other characters in this feud, which I like, which it should be. Well, they've brought him back down to, you know, to earth, so to speak. And he's just now part of this six or seven person thing, which is maelstrom that's going on. Part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I know. all part of the plan. I know. I but know. Uh, I, so one thing I wanted to note, Strowman kicked out of dirty deeds. Yeah, I can't remember the last time someone kicked out a dirty deeds. Now, well, granted, Braun Strowman. right? That's what I'm saying. Though it doesn't matter. It's still that move has been so protected for years now. And now, granted, Dean did take a second before he pinned him. You know, he did. He, he gave him a few seconds before he got on top of him. So it wasn't exactly like it was an immediate pin. Yeah, but that move that move has been pretty devastating for a while now. I thought so the Miz I was kicked out of it too at one point when they were having a feud. I was trying to think. That didn't seem I like such a big deal to me. Because it's maybe because it was so, Braun Strowman, I didn't realize it was so protected. Like, if you think about protected moves, I think of End of Days. I think of Baron Corbin's End of Days sure. is extremely protected. Um, the power, the running power slams uh, that Braun has, yeah. are pretty protected. Unless you're I, Roman, unless or Brock, yeah, I think. Yep. Uh, but no, I I, I could have sworn somebody had kicked out of the Dirty Deeds before. But, it's been a long time. I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. It's it's it shocked me because I haven't seen someone kicked out of it in a long time. So. That's definitely saying that they're still protecting Strowman for sure. Um, and again, the fact that it wasn't exactly like an immediate kick out is they're still protecting the move somewhat. But yeah. I was I was definitely whoa surprised by that. Hello. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm here's the question. There's not really anything else that that's mm, I, the only other point that I have here that I was talking about is just having Seth fight McIntyre. is just not a good idea. Yeah. Because Seth is a is a built dude. Wait, which one is that? Shape. You can't tell. <laughs> well, there's one who looks like the older brother. One who looks like looks like the younger brother. Right. And and I'm sorry, but Drew makes Seth look like a little boy. Yep. Because he's just a larger version of Seth. And you know, as good as Seth looks physically, Drew just looks better on every metric. But based on what I the little bit that I we did get to see in this match before all of the interference started, uh, I'm very excited about these two having a program for the Intercontinental Title. I think I brought this up back around SummerSlam when when Drew and Dolph were first kind of getting involved. I, I think Dolph, I think Drew McIntyre might be your next Intercontinental Champion. The way that they're shaping a lot of this up, and and it really just like what are the stakes for Super Showdown between these two three man factions? Right. So I I don't really know what happens after Super Showdown. Do do they break off into singles? Well, again? that's kind of the sad thing about this being one of the headline matches for Super Showdown. It's obviously not the headline match. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the fact that their match at Super Showdown really does not have any stakes. It's just about who's got momentum going forward. It's. You know what I mean? It's and and this show was definitely about the two factions butting heads, but at the end of the day, doesn't really matter which faction wins yeah. at Super Showdown. Uh, the only thing that I can think of with the story they're telling is if Braun and his boys win, that's just going to make Dean even more disgruntled. Like if they if they win somehow and it's done because Dean, uh, the you know the Seth and Roman didn't hold up their end of the bargain, and Dean eats the pin or something like that. I could see that being the story going forward. Yeah. Uh, which I think would be an interesting way of doing it. But aside from that, it really doesn't happen. If they did flip Dean, would it, would it bother you or anybody else really that they broke up the shield this fast yet again? 
It would depend on what they did with it afterwards. I think a lot of people would get would get bummed about it. But yeah. but where is the shield gonna go? They, at this they point? break back out and go into singles. You know, maybe but, Dean interferes I mean, they and costs Roman the title at some point. But if get, it's, I'd say if they stay together, oh, where does, exactly. where does it go? It, uh, that's a good point. There's nowhere for it to go. It's a nostalgia act, and at a certain point, it's gonna be like, okay, well, we've seen all this before. And you can't have, I mean, right now they've got three of their strongest guys facing them. They've got nobody else on that level who's a heel. They had to turn Braun Strowman heel to get someone to face the shield. Does the right? shield show up on SmackDown 11 to face Evolution again? That could be an interesting thing to do. Yeah, but it's. I think Evolution, I, I mean, what's Ric Flair going to wrestle? <laughs> Come on. I want him to do the flare He's flop. He's retired one how time. many times? Yeah, maybe strip oh, down again. Oh, no, he would burst into a cloud of dust if he did the flare <laughs> flop at this point, man. Don't. Don't put that evil on, on him. On the apron. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next bit. Um, the saga continues with Shawn Michaels making a, yet another appearance on Monday Night Raw to come out and address some of the comments by The Undertaker about how he was scared I, and chicken, and then The Undertaker comes out. And that then was Kane the surprising part. Kane came out and then The Undertaker. And then, yeah, right. And then Triple H runs down as they start to beat up Shawn Michaels. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's a matter of... It happened. Well, it is the big match, apparently, for the Super Showdown. And it's it's telling, and it's kind of sad that you and I really aren't that excited about it. Nope. Uh, you know? And I, I... They've tried to make it interesting and exciting, and I, I should be excited. This is this is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane, and The Undertaker. I, I'm not going to lie. I love watching Kane and The Undertaker standing in the ring next to each other. I can't not be excited about the Brothers of Destruction. You're like, wow, that's really cool. And then... That's it. That's all I've got is as soon as I feel that emotion and go, oh, that's so cool. Brothers of Destruction. Okay, cool. What's next? I, just, I don't, I don't, first of all, with Undertaker barely, barely being able to pull off that tombstone that he put on, on Triple H. Yeah, during, I saw him wobbling this, around. Oh, boy. And I was sitting there going, oh, please, oh, don't, Jesus, please don't kill don't, Triple H. Don't break a femur. Uh, just <laughs> don't break your hip. <laughs> don't break your hip. Uh, and, and. I, yeah, it's. I'm not excited about watching these guys wrestle at this point. I love it when Undertaker shows up. It's a great nostalgia moment. I still love it when Kane shows up, even though he's starting to look less and less like the big red machine. And I'm just like, you don't. You're not really that intimidating anymore. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, you know, Triple H is still kind of Triple H, but Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry, he looks with the shaved head and everything. He looked like a homeless guy. With oh, once the hat came, on. once the hat came off, he did. Oh, he looked. He looked like a bum. Well, he was stealing Bobby Lashley's bandana idea. I I leave that with Bobby Lashley. Or maybe Bobber Taker. Bob Bobber Taker. Bobber Taker. <laughs> Biker Taker. Bobber Taker. Biker Taker with his bandana going. I don't. I don't know. Bobby I, Lashley with Undertaker's gimmick is one of the most horrific things you've ever put in my mind. Bobber Taker. Bobber Taker. You guys aren't going to be able to unsee, unhear <laughs> that one yet. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, so I'm not excited for this match. No. I really am not. Like as much as of, of a nostalgia factor as is there, it's too late. There's so far past their prime for some of these guys, especially for take, like, Taker and Triple H is going to be the slowest match of all time. It yeah. really is. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not much. It's gonna it's be, gonna be a fun nostalgia moment for about 15 minutes if they can go that long. And we'll be past it, and we can move on. It'll be 15 minutes because that's how long it will take for them to walk to the center that, of the that's ring. That's how long it takes Undertaker's entrance to. Or it's for him appropriate to get to the, they're doing it yeah. in October because it's going to look like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, no. So I, 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 enough bashing on it. It'll, you know, I, I obviously I have tons of respect for these guys, but at the same time, I don't want to watch this match. No. And the build towards it has just been dominating these shows because it is the main is being billed as the main reason to watch Super Showdown, which makes me nervous about Super Showdown. 
and I don't, I don't think it's going to live up to any kind of the height that they and the time they've given to it. Yep, so. I agree. Um, you guys remember me calling Ruby Riot uh, to win the World Rumble earlier this year, and I've been yes. kind of high on her throughout the year. Look at her re- working one-on-one with Ronda Rousey. And looking more dominant than anyone has against her. Uh-huh. Like, more dominant than Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think Nia Jax is the only one who came close. That's because Nia is a is a monster. Yes. So, I yeah, this was very eye-opening for Ruby Riot and the fact that they're making her look this strong. This is... What she's needed and what her faction has needed since they first showed up as yes. like an absolution light. No, I was really <laughs> excited about this. Yeah. I was like, finally. This was the first time I think I've been excited about a Ronda Rousey match, if I'm being completely honest. See, I wasn't excited about it going into it because I could. Fi- I figured it would be just be continued, especially when Ronda comes running out with the Bellas. Okay, let's put that aside for Ugh. a second uh, for whatever's gone on over the last few weeks. But having... I thought it was just going to be another throwaway 3v3 women's tag, women's thing. You know, the, whoever's outside the ring gets involved, and we end up with, you know, interferences and other kind of shenaniganry going on. But we got a decent match between Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey. And this was the first time I'll admit to you guys, I enjoyed a Ronda Rousey match. And I don't know if it's because I'm just fanboying out over a Ruby bit, Riot. A little bit. But at the same time, it's I was invested because it was a very generic match. It was sure, it was it was sure. heel beats down face and puts in a lot of rest holds, and then face hulks up and and wins. It's fine, you know, it's fine. Yeah, which is fine. That's the match style that WWE has been doing for years and years and years. But it's just it was executed very well. I can feel Ronda slowing down just enough to make it look more like she's wrestling and not you know in a in the octagon trying to uh, MMA somebody to death. Mm. That was one of my takeaways. Well, she started it. off with doing some some of those big throws, the judo throws on her, yeah. and, then it, and then it calmed down. But, but just her speed was all... You always said like she had more snap, more snap, more pep, more, yeah. just something that pepper in her, uh, in her punches. It, I feel like she's slowing down and doing some wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Maybe it's just time in the training center. Like we've said all along, it's just going to take her a good year to, to kind of get Acclimate. those... Get those boots, boots broken in. Yeah, so. and working with someone who's got as much experience and talent as Ruby Riot is a great oh, way yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. And obviously, they have a lot of chemistry. So, no, this, this was very solid. Uh, I would love to see a program between them going forward. Mm-hmm. Although, we are going to get, I guess, it, what is it? It's, uh, it's Ronda. Let me see what this is. It's Ronda and the Bellas versus the Riot Squad at Super Showdown. So, we're going to get more of it. We'll see. We're going to get more of it. We'll see how, how it is. Hopefully, we have a lot more of just Ronda. No more Bellas. Yeah, just Ronda and Ruby and the other four of them can just sit out and watch. A lot of commentary, uh, side commentary from the fan base this week about uh, that Sarah Logan is the only one of the Riot Squad that doesn't have colored hair. That was something that stood out through all of the tweets. And everybody was trying to get Sarah to like color her hair. I'm like, shut up. She's a Viking. They don't put shit in their hair. Right. She's, well, she's the only one with, with like the weird makeup on her face. Right. What's your, what's your she, point? What is she from? Kentucky. <laughs> but she's a Viking now. She likes them game meat. Don't you know? Game meat. Yeah. Game. Game. game Careful. Meat. Game meat. But uh, no, it's. I, I personally like the, the dynamic they've established with the Riot Squad where they're all. They even had a promo about it where they said, like, look, we're not. You know what? What, they, what was the word they used? We're not traditionally attractive, or whatever it was. We're no, we're not. We're not. We don't like things that are traditionally, yeah, uh, good looking, girly, whatever. Yeah, and it, it, that's kind of their thing. Like even Liv Morgan, who you can't really argue is traditionally attractive, has that weird, you know, sidestep punky thing, yeah. going on. Kind of like the kid that found hot, punky Brewster in there, found hot yeah. topic for the first time and kind right. of went wild. <laughs> Whereas Ruby is like the she's been a hot topic since she was born. Right. She knows how to how to work that place. She launched it. Right. She's old school hot top. She's back when it was a goth hangout. Right. 
So now I don't even know what the hell it is. All right, so we got to talk about the big thing that happened. Maybe all, oh God. all week, uh, Elias and KO show up in the middle of the <laughs> ring. It's it's important to note that Monday Night Raw was in ah. Seattle this week. And in case you're too young to remember, at one time Seattle did have a, a professional NBA basketball team called the Seattle Supersonics. How long ago was that? Mid two thousands. It's been gone a long time. They've gone, they've gone they've been long? gone a long time. I show how much I watch basketball. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, me too, but I, it's sports guy. But um, so Elias and Kevin Owens come out and give one of the better pro- promos, heel promos I can remember in recent memory, by calling out the fact that this place is so dumpy that they can't even have this. Just a, in from the chat, professional group. basketball team. Two thousand eight says Will James. I was close. Thank you, Will. Yeah, thanks, Will. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> And Seattle lost their minds. Oh. There were so many boos. This it is was, the nuclearist of heat, maybe since Roman's thing that you called out. I earlier. can't think of a more uh, like long stand. Like it just lasted forever. I can't think of a longer, more intense <laughs> bit of heat since Roman after WrestleMania. I can't. I can't. Yeah. And before that, I can't even think of the last time. This was. It went on forever. <laughs> And it was so loud. And it kept popping up throughout the show. I thought I heard Supersonics chants. I thought I oh, heard little things like that. Throughout the whole next few bits of this segment. Yes. Like it was supposed to be them coming out and talking about the match they were having at Super Showdown. Where it was them. It was Kevin Owens. That nobody and really cares about. <laughs> I forgot this was actually a match. Yeah. When I was writing the notes for the show, I was like, all right, they have a match. I forgot. And they had a hard time doing this bit because it was supposed to be them talking down about John Cena and Bobby Lashley. And... Th- they couldn't even do the promo because the crowd was just so hot and they kept having to break and insult the audience again just to keep it going. Elias would lean over and go, I can't hear you. Can you speak up? <laughs> if these people would shut their oh, mouths Jesus. and it would just dial them up even more. They, Those two guys might be some of the best on the roster right now about just twisting the knife but that's an and old turning trip. the knob. It was a cheap sure. heat moment that just happened to click particularly well. Oh. It was it was who's your daddy Montreal. It was Maple Leaf suck from the rock. You know, it was yeah. the same kind of thing. Just the right thing at the right time, twist the knife in a certain way and boom, nuclear heat. But and it was knowing how sensitive Seattle is wow. about that. I didn't know they were that that's sensitive. A big deal. Yeah. I didn't know they were that sensitive until They're this so, went up. Because wow. the, the owner of the team just like, nah, we're out of here. Later. And they, everybody in Seattle was like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And, and they haven't had a team come back since. So uh, it's, they're very, very sensitive. Native watching, Seattle's. Watching both of them try to like not crack up yeah. during this was brilliant. They were obviously, they were so like, geez, we didn't expect it to be this big. Right. Anyway, that was an amazing moment. But then we got, uh, poor, by the way, poor Leo Rush having to come out and try to just, all right, I got we got we got to keep this show going here. Yeah. And the audience didn't want to have any of it. They was like, we don't care about you, Leo. We want to keep booing these guys. And even when Leo goes, hey, here's Bobby Lashley to beat their butts. The crowd was like, yeah, great. Okay, Bobby Lashley, woo. Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens had a match. Everyone was still Supersonics chance, and oh, they were still so <laughs> mad. Totally derailed the show. It was brilliant. So yeah, Elias and KO are having a match with Bobby Lashley and John Cena at Super Showdown on Saturday. Yay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, well, I mean, just really quickly that it was... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was <laughs> still cracking up about that. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, Owens rin- rolled up Lashley. That's the thing. He ended up, he ended up getting the pin uh, because Elias was beating up Leo Rush and Lashley got distracted. 
Uh, and then they, uh, yeah, this he Owens ended up hitting a pop up power bomb on Lashley, so they stood tall. Yeah. So that's something that we need to keep in mind going forward when we make our picks for Super Showdown. Yep. Uh, I like that Owens is is still looking fairly strong. It's you know I don't know what they even were thinking with the whole I quit angle still. It still doesn't make any damn sense. I think they tried something and it didn't work, and it was just like okay, just move but past it. What did they even People try? People will forget short term memory. What did we'll they? E- what were they even trying? I don't know. Just to see some kind of angle. Now they've got him with another best friend in Elias. So it's it's the ongoing saga of best friends for for KO. Ugh. You know, here we go again. They can't let him have just nobody. I like him in Elias though. All right, I do. Moving on. This was weird. Connor of the Ascension is on a winning streak. Yeah, this a is a singles winning that concluded streak. Concluded the the uh, Hulu version of the show this week. So it's all you from here on out. <laughs> I, I didn't get to see <laughs> any of this. All right, let me. So Connor and and uh, has been having an ongoing feud now. It's been the Ascension versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable for a while, but now Connor struck out on his own. Not really, still a member of the Ascension, but he's now had two singles matches in two weeks where he beat Chad Gable, and this week he beat Bobby Roode. I don't know what this is saying about Connor. If they're suddenly looking at him as a singles guy, maybe. Uh, which I is wouldn't weird. be mad at it. It's weird though. Yeah, to finally. Like Shawn Michaels him out of all of this? Yeah. I don't know. Um, or if this is saying something about Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, what's happening with them and their perception back? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm scratching my head so hard about this whole thing. And I, I can only imagine that either this is going to lead to something where one of these guys is going to pop out and start getting a bigger push, or this is just going to be something that's just, it's just happening. It's swept under the rug and just forgotten about. Kind of like Mojo Raleigh versus Zack Ryder. Yeah. Where it's like, well, that was something? Oh, yeah. And it occasionally happens on main event, but aside from that, nothing. Well, I mean, we're getting into the last quarter of the year. We're going to reboot everything turn of the year. Who knows which one of these? I mean, for, if I had to guess, it's going to be a heel turn for Bobby Roode, and he's going to come into 2019, uh, maybe going into the Rumble and doing something, maybe doing you know something else. But I, I, I think we might finally get you know Dick Heel in a suit. Bobby Roode. We keep we, praying for that, but it's, I'm not seeing that. any indications of but it. But of all these guys, I don't, that's the only thing I have any kind of a, a sliver of faith in that they might do. Uh, I, I, the Ascension, I, I don't know that anybody really even knows or cares who they are anymore. I think you could completely reboot them into some other kind of gimmick, and you know they could probably go in, and that could be part of your Monday Night Raw tag team. I reboot, mean, or Connor rebuild. could just break off with you know the weird face paint and everything that he's got going on sure. right now. It, you know, I don't know. They're maybe he goes and teams up with Sarah Logan and their Vikings together. No, I, I she's waiting for for wall wall waiters wall wait. to come up with <laughs> her boyfriend. Right. Uh, so also, this is another weird one, and one that had me scratching my head and kind of banging my head against the wall a little bit. B team beat the revival, 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 revival. <laughs> Lots of bees here. B team beat the revival clean. They they just can't figure it out, can they? <laughs> uh, so one week after revival giving us one of the best tag team matches on Monday Night Raw in a long time, they're back to losing to the B team. Ouch, ouch! And now the B team did get beaten down by AOP on the way out of the uh, away from the ring. So maybe we're getting a program between B team and AOP where AOP just destroys them. I don't know. Uh, or if this is going to be a, a three-way thing where it's the Revival B-Team AOP, which I think would be more exciting, but because then we get more Revival and AOP. And if you remember, they have great chemistry together. Oh, yeah. That's what I was getting ready to say is uh, B-Team, I love you guys. I love Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I would be down for some AOP and Revival feud if big you let, time. If you let them go more than 10 minutes. That'd be well, sure, sure, sure. So I, 
Let's see what happens with that, I yep. guess. I don't know. Uh, we got another advertisement for the Mixed Match Challenge, this time with Bailey defeating Alicia Fox. Yes, uh, with Finn Balor and Jinder Mahal at ringside, their, yep. their respective partners. Yep. Uh, and that's all this was. This had no purpose other than to say, by the way, did you know that Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook Live after SmackDown every week, blah, blah, blah. That's all this was. This had, uh, you know, there's no, the whole Sasha and Bailey thing has gone belly up. Bailey up? Uh, Don't! Uh, but <laughs> largely because I think Sasha is mysteriously out of action. We don't know if she's injured or what's going on, as we talked about last week. But uh, part, partly because of that and partly just because they don't have anything to do with any of these people right now. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. Gender Mahal was your WWE champion for the better part of a year. I think people are trying to forget that, Nick. Uh, I'm trying to forget it, but look at where the, he is now. It wasn't. That You've he served was, your purpose, sir. Enjoy the bottom of the it card. It wasn't that he was champion. Shanti. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that he was. I'm trying to Shanti. Right. Uh, it wasn't that he was champion. It's who he beat as champion that made it obnoxious. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I that, wasn't oh. mad at him being champion. I thought he was a, he was a fun champ because he was such a dick. But he did have some absolutely awful racist promos. And he beat some people that he absolutely should not have beaten in the way that he did. Right. So. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Last but certainly not least, we got yet another moment of bliss from Alexa Bliss. Now it's she is legit injured, as we reported last week. She's got the tinglys in her fingertips, which is never good uh, with for that kind of stuff. You're not sure whether it's spinal or whether it's a neck or what's going on. But she did show up for a video package promo this week, doing another one of her moment of blisses. Oh, I love these. These were fantastic, and uh, Ian, I I honestly for the life of me cannot remember what she was going on about. Uh, in this one, so help help refresh my memory. What she was going on? Basically, she was saying uh, Trish, oh, Stratus, was Trish, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is old. And yeah. when, when I was a when I was a seven year old girl, I tried to get my autograph signed by Trish Stratus, and she was rude she to was me. She was a bitch. She was me. <laughs> That's Becky Lynch's line right now. Right. So, well, guys, that does it for Monday Night Raw. But we're cooking right along, and we've got to head over and talk about SmackDown Live. So we're going to start off on a weird one in this one. There's a lot of things to talk about in SmackDown Live, but damn it, we're starting off with one night in Milwaukee. Oh, we're going to go there we're first. Starting, we're starting with Rusev Day. We're starting okay. with the one night in Milwaukee. It wasn't the biggest aspect of the show, but for me, it was certainly one where I took a step back and said, you know, this is something that WWE historically has bungled when you have these kind of weird betrayal angles sure. and possible infidelity angles. This is one that I think they're they're not exactly pulling off with a plum, but they're pulling it off with a with a degree of restraint that I approve of. Okay, right? You've got so th- well. The last time we saw this was with Lana coaxing Enzo Amore into a hotel room, and then him getting his ass beat by Rusev. Right. So that was obviously like a plot. Yeah, but what this was. A was was last week during the Rusev Day breakup, Aiden said, well, you know, has Lana been completely truthful with you, Rusev, because there's something you should know about something that happened in Milwaukee. So and this week he came out and showed uh, essentially what was a camera, a, a phone video of him rehearsing his opening bit and then Lana coming into his room and saying, Aiden, I want you. And then the video cuts off. Uh, and Rusev being like, what the hell is this? And he chases Aiden off. And Lana's just sitting there trying to go. It's not what it looks like. Obviously, it's not what it looks like. They're right. not going, you know, they're not making Lana an actual cheater here or anything. Like, we know what this was. I mean, Aiden is a very attractive man. What? He looks like a sturgeon if it worked out. What are Good you Lord. even talking about? St- 
I can't even picture that. It's, it's, it's well, like every a, time you look at Aiden, it's, it's like the a fish in SpongeBob. It's, it's like a yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's like a sturgeon put on a, 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 a got some like hair implants and put on a fake beard. Fine, fine, and did a lot of sit ups. Anyway, the point is, is that uh, so Aiden is basically trying to get Roots as a goat, and at some point Russo will get his hands on him. I just like the fact that these particular three performers were able to pull this off in a way that was engaging, and it didn't seem so far gone that it was exploitative, and it didn't it wasn't boring. They found they're so far they're finding that middle line for me, and I keep waiting for them to screw it up. But so far so good. Yeah, basically nothing nothing too surprising or new here. There's no, they're not treading on any new ground here, but it's it's ground they're handling pretty well for what it is. Yeah. Uh, backstage we had a promo where Ty Dillinger went up to Page, uh, General Manager Page, and said he wanted Randy Orton uh, that he would deal with Shinsuke Nakamura later, but he wanted Randy Orton. He got him. Boy, did he get him. So after all of the gross, grotesque things that Randy Orton, did, we witnessed him do to Jeff Hardy uh, with the screwdriver in the earlobe, this time we got to see him put Ty Dillinger's fingers in the buckles of the ring ropes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And start trying to break them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the camera, of course, getting right up on it. Oh, so yeah. she's twisting it and yanking on it. And uh, I think this is Randy's new thing is just trying to gross people out or freak like people it. out. I'm down. Yeah, I'm I totally like down. And Ty sold it brilliantly because yeah. uh, Ty's great and I love Ty. But I do. <laughs> uh, my, I, really, the only thing other to say about this is, you know, who's Randy going to actually go for? Is Jeff going to come back? And is that feud going to resume? Uh, is he going to find a face to actually go for for once? Or is he just going to keep treading water? And the other thing I'm wondering... What the hell is Shinsuke Nakamura doing? Uh, that too. I mean, they don't really have anyone for Randy or Shinsuke at this point to have a real feud with. Which Where's is my U.S. title that which used, is, used to get defended constantly? Is, I haven't seen it in six weeks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And uh, the thing I liked about this the, the most was the guys in the audience after he broke Ty's finger going, nine, nine, yes. nine. That was adorable. Very well done. Uh, next up, we had a new day. Come out with Mr. Bootyworth oh, and a giant bowl of pancake oh, mix. Oh. And they did a cooking show. Allegedly that it was a pilot for a new Guy Fieri show. That was a funny line. Right. That was that was I was good. I was dreading this from the moment they came out and they're like, New Day Cooks. And I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> I'm in oh, for this kind of God, stuff. I, no. I I'm I'm fine with it. Well, uh, that's the thing. They made it bearable because they're just they're so funny. They're so damn charismatic yeah. and they are genuinely funny. And it could have been such a cringy segment. But it was actually really fun. And, uh, and then the bar, of course, of course, because it's wrestling. The yes. bar comes out and uh, demolishes their cooking setup and throws things everywhere and beats them up and then takes poor Mr. Bootyworth and pours batter all over him. Well, they filled his hat up. Filled his hat with up. pancake batter. And then poured it all over his back while he tried desperately oh. not to crack up because he's right. like, you know, seven years old and is like beside himself that he's on national TV. You know, Big E called out the fact that this is the guy that makes all the pancakes for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Bootyworth is actually a PA backstage. Yeah. That is his he's sole actually, job for $10 an hour is to sit there and make little pancake flapjacks. People have been speculating on who Mr. Bootyworth actually is. I've heard a couple of people say that he's Dewey Foley, and I'm like, he's not Dewey Foley. No, Dewey Foley way looks, bigger than that. Well, he's way bigger, and he also he looks like a shaven Mick Foley. Yeah. Uh, this guy does not look like that. I I do not know who Mr. Bootyworth is. I'm trying to get to the damn bottom of it, like who he was before he put on his tuxedo shirt, his tuxedo T-shirt and the top hat and tried hard not to smile in every segment he's ever been in. (laughs) 
I want to know. If you know who Mr. Bootyworth is, please, uh, Facebook discussion group, Twitter, yes. et, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Head on over. Uh, we had another match tonight with Daniel Bryan up against Shelton. Shelton. Benjamin. Benjamin, who's back and pissed off that he's been off TV for as long as he has. <laughs> really which he, mad. Which he freaking should be. Yes. He freaking should be. Although, really... I mean, I don't know what they're going to... He still doesn't have a character or a purpose. This is just a show for The Miz. You know, it, it's... It, you, he was a stand-in for The Miz, yeah. Good that Shelton Benjamin is ju- is getting some TV time against Daniel Bryan. That's always good good to have. But let's be honest. This is all just to get Miz by, on commentary to set things up. Yeah. Uh, it's just for Miz and Daniel Bryan. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I like what they're doing here. It doesn't involve the Bellas or Maurice, <laughs> thank God. And, and I, I'm kind of okay with this. I'm, Let Miz come in after Shelton beats the shit out of him and, you know, beat yeah. him down a little more. Very you know? standard, very typical, you know, exactly. no, no, nothing too wild here. I, I, I'm afraid this feud has cooled off a lot from where it could have and or should have been. And partly because of the little set, like the tiny little tangent into wife land. Yeah. Uh, the thing about this match we got to talk about, though, is Daniel Bryan doing the flying headbutt. Shelton trying to roll out of the way and accidentally rolling into the headbutt and they bonked heads and everyone at ringside was terrified. I was terrified. I definitely bit my lip. I was, oh God, Daniel. No, you just got back. Would you stop that? <laughs> stop it. The flying stop it. The hell, the flying headbutts. What get him every time. Stop doing the flying headbutt. How did that work out for Benoit? Yeah, Damn right. it. Dude, that's take that one move. There's a bunch of moves you can do that aren't going to end your career. Take that one out of the equation, all right? You can find other ones. God damn it. <sighs> Scaring the crap out of me, you goat. Yep. Oh, so the question man. is, you know, we, we know that they're going to have a match at Super Showdown. With, then the, with the winner be getting the title shot to go up against whoever is whoever the WWE wins. champion, yes. Samoa Joe or AJ Styles. And I think we'll talk more about this in our picks when we Samoa, get them. Samoa Joseph or... Uh, Albert James Styles, okay. uh, whichever one pulls out the victory, uh, will be who the winner of Daniel Bryan Miz. But does uh, Debray need it more than Miz? Does yes. Miz need it more than Debray? I think. Uh, I mean, I I could see Miz doing it and going into a program and then letting Daniel Bryan have a feud with Randy Orton, for example. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we haven't seen that before. Well, it could be fun though. Yeah, that's true. Especially with vicious Randy Orton. That's back. what I'm saying. This yeah. new Randy Orton could be a lot of fun. Yeah with Daniel Bryan. Uh, but at the same time, I think at this point, Daniel Bryan has just become a guy. And I think that they need to, it's Daniel freaking Bryan. He's a, he's some, he's miraculously back. Still his career over was over with the crowd. Dude, you oh know? my God. Why is he not in the main event scene? It's only yeah. because we're dealing with some of the stuff up there right now. I could, I think he should be, he should be the one that gets the, uh, gets the poll. I have theories. Oh, do you? We will talk about them shortly. If you're okay. in the Facebook group, you saw my answer to Will James question last week. You may already know where my head's at. All right. Uh, next up, we had Cian Almas and Selena Vega come out right after Fabulous Truth. Yes. It's because, of course, this is a mixed match challenge uh, commercial in the middle of the show with Fab. But I got to say, it's a mixed match challenge commercial. And But look at the difference between the mixed match challenge commercial on Raw, which was, Ugh. and this one. Wait, how was that again? Ugh. Yeah. And then this one, which was. Fun as hell. This was a blast. It was fun as hell. Dude, our truth and Carmella are the best thing that ever happened for each other. Yes. Uh, fight me. Yes. They are the best thing. Carmella is a face, one. She's actually able to wrestle and show off some moves now and actually looks like a good wrestler, which people were accusing her of not being when she was in her when she was a heel and the and the champ and having to play like a chicken shit heel 
and running away and not pulling off any moves because she's not supposed to be able to wrestle very well. Well, now yeah. she's wrestling and looks great and pulled a, a fantastic little sequence to finish this match and tap out Zelina Vega, put her, putting her in the code of silence. It was a great little counter seg- oh, uh, yeah. segue. Um, After the seven second dance party. Uh, naturally. You had to have that. But that's what I'm, that's my point. Where's our truth been for a long time? And all of a sudden he's relevant again because he had this funny little bit. Well, he's been embalmed because he hasn't aged in 10 no years. No kidding, man. Right. <laughs> Talk about not cracking, but yeah. uh, he no, he w- he came out of hypersleep or whatever it was, <laughs> and he's doing the same shtick he's been doing for years. But it's still over as hell because it's fun as hell, and yeah. he's just he's obviously having such a good time. And his whole little backstage bits with like finding the real Carmella and pinning Carmella to get the, the other championship Carmella. got him, yeah the other Carmella all that stuff got him over, and then just he, I, I mean you talk about someone who sees the brass ring when it was put in front of him. He just came out and like did some fun stuff, and now he is over as hell, and so was Carmella, and they you know they got a match with 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 Cien Almas, and looked good, looked fantastic, loved it. Uh, more of this, please. If this is a prelude to the mixed match challenge stuff we're gonna see, I am really looking forward to it. Uh, apparently, Joe so Samoa Joe has freaked out AJ Styles to the point that he did not even show up at SmackDown this week because he said, I have to stay home and protect my family yep. until I know that Joe is on a plane <laughs> on his way to Australia. I'm not leaving this Joe house. Joe has gotten AJ's number. This feud has uh, this feud feels real old school to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's now gotten to the point where it, it, it feels like a true blood feud yep. where the bad guy is just the most evil son of a bitch ever and the good guy is just trying to do right. I just want to protect my family. I want to protect my family. And it don't, but he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like a like a full on WWE babyface idiot like they sometimes book their babyfaces. He just he feels like he's just one step behind the heel. That the heel is so smart, he's just one step behind him. Yep. You know what I mean? But he doesn't come across as an idiot. He comes across as a guy wanting to do the right thing. Yeah. The one issue I had with this segment, and uh, if if the chat room right now wants to weigh in on this, because I, I'm sure we can come up with a lot of really fun ones really quick here. Uh, so. This is the top of the show. The beginning of the show began with this, with Paige calling AJ Styles, saying AJ Styles, you know, he's not here right now, but he's got a message for everyone. Uh, And she said she wanted to fire Joe. And she was convinced not to by AJ Styles, who said, no, 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 I want to get my hands on him, and I can't get my hands on him if you fire him. But Paige said she wanted to fire him because he committed, quote, the most dastardly crime in WWE history. Uh, no. Um, chat room, if you would like to weigh in on some of the other more dastardly crimes in WWE history, we can have a nice little, a nice little segment here. Like with, uh, come, come the hell on. He rang a man's doorbell and that's the most dastardly crime. And she even called out that he did not go in the house. He didn't go in the house. He was quote trespassing. Are you freaking... I'm remembering Stone Cold Steve Austin kicking down a door while Brian Pillman has a gun. It's not trespassing if there's not no trespassing signs posted or you did not break through any kind of barrier such as a fence or anything. So it's not trespassing to come onto someone's front porch and ring their doorbell. Will James has a couple right now that are perfect. DDP stalking like when he was a stalker. Okay? What did he do? The stuff that he did was way worse than what Joe did here. Uh, Kane and Lita. Like when Kane was obsessed with Lita. Oh my God. Triple H drove Stephanie McMahon and took her to Vegas, her to Vegas, to Vegas married. and married her. Again. Right, come on, <laughs> Katie Vick. Katie Vick. There was necrophilia. Come on. Uh, Are you kidding me? Talk about cracking open a cold the, one. Uh, stop it. Hello. Uh, yeah, I think the most dastardly crime in the history of death. No. Not even close. There's been 
murder and 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 grand theft auto and robbery and all kinds of horrible crap through through the years this did, i mean braun this Strowman even, got put into a trash compactor in a garbage truck Roman that's that's attempted, attempted murder. murder yes we drove him backwards into a truck yeah come twice so twice this isn't even they've tried the, to kill braun Strowman three times it's i mean i should be used to <laughs> wwe's hyperbole at this point this just was beyond the pale yeah this was beyond the pale of hyperbole like come on <laughs> you're gonna say it was a dastardly not dastardly crime you know to say it was the most this isn't even in, this isn't the most dastardly this isn't no. even in the top 500 uh, dx invading uh, wcw monday nitro well, that wasn't that bad uh, i mean you know that's trespassing that wasn't trespassing they were in public property Ooh, that's not public property though uh, it was it was oh. outside of an arena you're on the grounds of the arena anyway oh come on anyway i dig it. they were trying to break in yeah they okay. tried real hard they were gonna drive a jeep they tried the real hard right. anyway come on the the young bucks Still, the young bucks invaded more, WWE way more way than, more dastardly than yeah. Joe walking up to AJ's <laughs> house with a baby doll ringing a doorbell right Bingo. dastardly get out of here daddy's baby. home yeah okay oh, that which was it was great anyway <laughs> we digress <laughs> I gotta take a breath oh god anyway looking forward to that match all right and uh, a couple more things here on SmackDown yep Becky apparently had a surprise uh, for Super Showdown. Which to me was kind of a lame surprise. She yep. unveiled a little Photoshop poster of her standing over a prone Charlotte holding up the uh, women's championship belt. Charlotte got mad at this, came out, beat her down. That was the big main event segment. It's great that it was a main event segment. I'm glad that they're still pr- uh, positioning this as one of the biggest feuds on the show. We open with AJ Joe. We close with Becky Charlotte. Perfect. That's the way it should be. Not much here, though. Yeah. This wasn't really anything. I think this would have been a better open with Joe and Paige and AJ closing things out or actual match closing something out. What I don't like here, and I don't want to, this is not to do with men or women. I like the fact that the women, specifically Becky and Charlotte, are getting more like quote unquote main event airtime uh, at the end of the show. We're seeing that. Sure. But at the same time, I don't like it when they just do non uh, non wrestling segments. Uh, as the closers. Can we you know at I mean? least say this? At least this isn't about either of their weight or looks or who they're in love with or just crazy bitches being crazy, which has been how they've written women for years and years and Thank years, you. right? Yes. This isn't AJ Styles being sexually obsessed with Paige or any of that stuff. Right. This or vice versa. This is two friends who broke up because of ambition and, and lust for power, and it's about who is more dominant, and it's about... Uh, trying to get redemption and, and just the anger between the two of them. That's fantastic. That's what women's feuds should be. Yep. And I'm so glad that this one is that, and it's not one of these tired tropes that we've seen throughout the years with women's wrestling. That's, I think the most revolutionary thing about this feud is we have a top of the card feud that isn't about anything other than two women who don't like each other. Yep. Wanting to kick the crap out of each other. Love it. Love it. Perfect. And, of course, we can't forget, even though we would like to, Asuka defeated Peyton Royce uh, because of why not. Of course she does. Of course she does. Of course, Asuka, you can't have Peyton Royce beat Asuka just as a side note on a show. They do have some history from NXT, but it was, you know. It was was the same result. You know what? I enjoyed the match. It was was fine. It delivered on the level that I expected it to. It was Mm -hmm. cut and paste from what we had seen of them in NXT, but it, it was exactly the outcome you expected. Yes. Right. Yeah, and but the only thing that I'm still looking at is Naomi and Asuka are going to be a tag team against the Iconics uh, in Australia, and yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I don't, it's, it's a weird, I'm, it's weird booking. I'm less excited for that but, one than I am for Bobby Lashley and John Cena fighting Elias and KO. Ouch. If that tells you anything. Ouch. Well, you know what? If we're going to talk about Super Showdown, let's go over and give our picks right now. Yes. So let's, let's, yeah, let's actually make this a segment. Let's go and talk about our picks for Super Showdown. All right, and we're going to start right off at the top with the (sighs) WWE Championship in a no count out, no disqualification match against the stipulation. I still understand. AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. (laughs) Yes, who do you got? Oh, I I hate to say it. I hate uh, because I really want Joe to pick this one up. I want Joe to finally get this. But I think AJ's taking it. I really do. Yeah. Sadly, I don't. I, I. I really want and, to Okay, Joe. so explain your, your logic there. Is this just not the time? Is this the wrong venue? Is it not a major pay-per-view? Where, where's your logic coming in there? Break that down for me. I think I think all of the things you just said. It's okay. not, I don't think they're going to have... I, if they have any championships change hands, it will not be this one, I don't think. Uh, and I don't... I, mm, just what I've seen of them doing with AJ and his run, uh, I think this will either be another non-finish... Uh, okay. or or something like that, you know, where there'll be one more blow off match after this. Okay, I think I can't see Joe picking up the championship here because I'm not sure where they go with him from there. Okay. I'm not sure who's. I mean, maybe Daniel Bryan steps up and faces him. I would love to see Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe. That's a throwback. But then the what do you? But then what do you do with AJ? I could see more. Yeah. So yeah. I just uh, I I want Joe to win because Joe, but <laughs> I think it's AJ. I actually do think Samoa Joe is going to win the title here. All right. Uh, and I'm going to pick him until he does because I think <laughs> he is the one that is the right one to dethrone AJ Styles. We did that with Nakamura. How'd that turn out? Yeah, I know. They kept I know. picking Nakamura until he won and, and he never did. I'm going to keep doing it because okay. AJ Styles. Here's re- you know here's the definition of insanity. Is. Here's the reason why. Uh, I think this whole Wendy and the family angle has kind of run its course, and it feels like it's it's it had a rise and it had a, a downfall. Yes, and we've kind of hit that downfall, and we need something to either kick it back into gear or some new storyline to kind of spice it up. AJ's redemption, uh, coming back from it to get the title back at Survivor Series, something along those lines. Or the other thing that I think is more prevalent, um, I, I guess I have to go away and give my pick now for the Daniel Bryan and Miz match. Well, no, wait for it. Wait. For uh, okay. Well, I think that this is the Miz's opportunity, and I think I'm gonna we're gonna see the Miz face Samoa Joe what? and potentially win the WWE Championship long term, not no. this weekend. Long term. So I that's why I'm picking Joe. I don't okay. think he's gonna. They're gonna have Miz go up and beat AJ Styles. I think they're gonna have him beat. Samoa I think Joe. that's more likely to have a Miz AJ feud than Samoa Joe and Miz. I think Daniel Bryan, AJ, but that's a whole whole different discussion. So I'm picking Samoa Joe to win this one because reasons. Because I I see more ahead than I, what I'm looking at behind. So there you go. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we got the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. This is kind of the one we've been waiting for. Uh, Cedric Alexander, your current champion, is going to defend against Buddy Murphy. Mm. Who do you got? I think it's going to be a baller match. Yeah, it is. Uh, this has the possibility of really opening some people's eyes if they really go all out. I mean, this is Buddy Murphy's hometown. Um, and given watching 205 Live, there's not a whole lot going on at the top of the card right now. I think this would be a good time to actually change the championship. Cedric hasn't lost in a year. Uh, he hasn't lost a single match in a year, so I don't think that it would hurt him to lose here. I True. think if there was one championship that changed hands, this is the one. 
and this is the one that it should be. So in, his I'm, home, in Australia. In Australia. I'm, I'm, I, if they want to just make this the damn house show and not have any championships change hands, fine. But I think it's a terrible idea. You have to have at least one championship change hands to make this legitimized at least a little bit. And this is the, probably the one that's likely going to be. So I'm taking Murphy here. Yep, me too. I'm taking Buddy Murphy in his Ooh. hometown of Australia. In his backyard. Hometown of Australia? <laughs> or home, his, in his backyard, I should say. I don't <laughs> know that he's from Melbourne. Uh, I don't think he's from Melbourne, but he, his, his home his home country, country yeah. is Australia, yes. Uh, next up, we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the New Day defending against the bar. Mm. Who do you got here? New Day, all day long. Me too. Uh, uh, just The bar has uh, been making them look like fools for weeks now. They've been standing tall for weeks. They've beaten them in singles matches. They beat them down and covered them in batter. This is the New Day, yep. all day long. Uh, you know Anyone who stands tall that many times, unless you're having them, like, planning on having them just be dominant, uh, which they I, they are not with the bar. Yep. Then, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I this is definitely going to be retained here. Yeah. Uh, next up, one that we uh, speculated could potentially change hands, but I don't think it's going to. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship: Becky Lynch facing off and defending the Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Who do you got here? Becky, all day long. They're not going to take that title off of her this quickly. They need to have her establish herself as a champion that can fight back. Uh, she'll probably use some sort of underhanded tactic to beat Charlotte here. I don't think she's, I don't think she's going to win clean again, but uh, if she does awesome, awesome. They need to depower Charlotte a little bit, and this is a good way to do it. Yep. But I think she's retaining and I, I think it would be absolutely foolish to put the championship back on Charlotte right now. So something happened this week on SmackDown live uh, for the first time. I heard like enormous overwhelming booze for Charlotte when she came out and interrupted Becky during her segment. That has been happening for a minute, and actually. I, I'm sitting here going, do they do this to really just drive the nail in the kind of... It's not a true double turn, but it's it's flipping the roles one way, one and over. So I, that would really cement that. And I think coming out the next Tuesday, Charlotte would just get kind of booed out of the building if she had the championship. Yes, and it would really cement Becky as that super kind of facey but it's thing. Not in the way that they want. That's going to be a, a, a couple. I, but it's the way Roman. that it's happening, regardless right. of how they want it back. Uh, Road Dog wants it to happen backstage. So there's a this could go either way, in my opinion. It's kind of a fifty fifty coin flip. I see it happening both paths like they could really take advantage of either one i, I just don't think they're going to do it i think becky's going to retain here yeah, absolutely i could really see a path where uh they do this with charlotte just to flip it and we make it a back and forth over and over and over and you know no nah, becky's they, keeping it though. they did that with charlotte and sasha on monday night raw and it was terrible but i just you know want to I mean? put an asterisk in there just uh, the reason i said all of that just in case they do pull the trigger on that i want to talk about it next week but i can't because i'm gonna be gone we can talk about it. After oh no, we're the gonna talk about yeah, it Saturday. Yeah, about yeah, Saturday. Yeah. What are you uh, talking about? I'm fired. Never mind. You're fired. Yeah, get out of. I'll I be rehired. You, I want on, you to leave gonna, the state. Rehired on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> rehired by Saturday. All right. The bottom line is, I don't think Charlotte Flair is turning heel anytime soon. I think she will get booed because people are starting to get that Roman Reigns feeling with her. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I just watch, dude. The way that they're playing Becky, they're playing her like a like a badass heel, but they're not having her go against the crowd, like go after the crowd anymore. She's just being kind of a dick, which people are liking. She's kind of she hasn't quite gone after a quote unquote authority kind of stuff. I could see him steering in that direction though. Not going. We got, not we got time. Not he, exactly. That's the whole We're point. Early on, that's why I don't think they're going to do that just this. yet. No. 
So. All right. So we also have the number one contender match for the WWE title, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Here you go, conspiracy theory boy. What you got? Yep. So this is this is my big wild one. Uh, I think the I'll, I'll repeat what I said last week. I believe it was Will James's question that I answered. Uh, we forgot to put in the show. Apologies for that, uh, everybody. But I did answer it on Facebook Live in the group. Way to go, us. Yeah, we big time right. fail. Uh, I think The Miz. Uh, was was parted ways from the Miztourage on Monday Night Raw and brought over to SmackDown Live to ultimately end up with a uh, championship opportunity th- because of the work that he's done over the last two plus years as the Intercontinental Champion, and it, he's just been blowing it out uh, ever ever since Maurice came back, and they just they killed over there. I think this is the opportunity where they're going to pull the trigger on him, and because the, the only reason I'm doing this, I would have normally picked Daniel Bryan to do the, to win this as the underdog, but I think because they put the number one contender stipulation on this, they might be pulling the trigger on getting Miz his his championship opportunity here that he's earned. I'm pull, I'm I'm, I'm going to go in Miz here, and I think he's going to get that championship opportunity as soon as Survivor Series. Potentially See, I think they brought him over to SmackDown Live just to have this program with Daniel Bryan because they knew that everyone wanted it. Yep. I think Daniel Bryan needs to get back in the main event picture i think this would be the time for him to do it uh and a daniel bryan versus aj styles or daniel bryan versus samoa joe feud would be money so i think daniel bryan's finally picking up the win here also you know i'm looking at people standing tall and the algorithm says if you stand tall on the last show go on the go home show it is pretty likely you're going to lose and miz stood tall this week okay uh miz stood tall charlotte stood tall Etc. Etc. The bar stood tall. I'm picking all those people to lose. Well, this is good. We got to disagree on some of them. Absolutely. Uh, we, that, we, that's how. That's how we, we do go. different, right? Uh, next up, we have Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics. The Iconics will be in their home country as well. Do both home teams win? Does Buddy Murphy and the Iconics do they both win their matches, or do they both lose their matches? This this is tough. But as far here? as we know, from a business standpoint, it could have been dictated that so and so was going to win because it is their home country. We don't know these things that go on behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Asuka's whole streak thing is kind of irrelevant now, isn't it? So I, I could totally see them pulling the trigger on the Iconics, having given them a victory here. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, you think the, the Iconics going to pick the uh, Yeah, something's going to go down. It's going to keep Asuka looking strong. But the Iconics are going to pull off the victory here in a sneaky, sneaky, chicken shit, Healy kind of way. Yeah, so. I, I could see that. I mean, again, with the whole the algorithm, the algorithm, they yeah. did. The Oscar did stand tall here. So uh, it's hard for me to pick against that logic. <laughs> it's hard for me to pick against it. I know we have to disagree on some of these. And but I think they are. I think they're from Perth, actually. I don't think they're from Melbourne, but uh, it is. They are in Australia. Ouch. It's, you know, it's one of those things. I got to go with them. My sister lived in Perch, uh, Perch, Perth Perch. for a couple of Perch. My sister lived in Perth for a couple of years there, and it is it is the middle of freaking nowhere. Yep. It's about as long of a plane trip as you can possibly take to get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Iconics too. I just can't can't pick against them. I mean, okay, so people in their hometowns usually lose, but how often do they go to Australia? On TV, not on because shows. Because they are going to be so over there, I can't see them losing. I really can't. I, again, I think Naomi's going to eat that pin. Yep. Some sort of shenaniganry. I th- I, yeah, I, I think mm, at least one of the... Uh, I don't know. This is tough because I think at least one of the Australians is going to win. Now maybe I'm thinking Murphy doesn't win. I don't know. Screw it. I'm picking the Iconics. Sticking with it. We got to move on. Yep. Ronda Rousey and the Bellas versus the Riot Squad. Duh. I, I mean, if it was Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot, I, I'd have some different opinions, but she's the champion. She can't lose. 
I, it's going to be the Rousey and the Bellas, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what's best for business is to have the three of them, you know, stand tall at the end of that match. And yep. it is what it is. I don't like it, but whatever. Yeah. Agreed. I think that there's no way. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Killian Dane's farts than watch this match, if I'm being honest. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, like kind of wet but muffled a little bit by all yeah, the hair. A little hair just in there. Yeah. <laughs> like little clouds of hair. <laughs> this, that's the, that might be the most disgusting thing we've ever said on the show. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Good thing H. we have that explicit tag talking about uh, Killian Dane's ass. Moving on. Hair. Triple right. H. God. Triple H versus The Undertaker in the slowest match in history. Who do you have here? Triple H. Really? You think Trips finally gets that win, huh? Triple H puts The Undertaker down to finally retire the dead man. Uh, I don't think dead man's retired here. I think they're going to have more for him to do. Probably in Riyadh. Uh, I think there'll be more here. Please no. I, <laughs> oh, God. I think I don't want to pick against Taker because it's Taker. I really don't want Triple H to like just that one you more know little, better, though. that one more little trophy on his wall. Like, come on, dude! You got Sting, you got everybody. What more do you need? What you got, Booker T? <laughs> what yep. more do you need? Well, I sadly I'm have to agree with you. I think Triple H is taking this one, especially because again, Taker and Kane stood tall. So, yeah, Triple H. I'm, I hate to say it. I'm just uh uh, Bobby Lashley and John Cena uh, versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Uh, nice of John Cena to show up this week. Yeah. On TV. Uh, no, I he th- didn't. I know. That's right. okay. Sar- uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hashtag sarcasm. Yes. Uh, who's, who do you think that has this one? John Cena's winning this. There's no way Lashley and <laughs> Cena are not winning this match. Yeah, no doubt. It, this is an exhibition. Not, this is an exhibition. This isn't even a match. Yeah. It's they're there to get cheap pops and cheap heat from the crowd. Yeah, oh, that's, you'll, you'll, that's the whole reason for this. You'll match. have Elias and Kevin Owens come out first, cheap heat, and then we'll have a little exhibition match, and that'll be it. This is the definition of a house show match. Yep. <laughs> the Shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. We got. This is going to be a tough one for you, buddy. I don't know, man. This is a tough one for you. I, I do not know because there's about five to six different storylines that could come yep. out of this outcome, and and I I don't know which one I want to pick. Um, I don't think the shield is breaking up yet, um, but I want Braun Strowman to have his opportunity against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Uh, but I just—it's got to be the Shield. It really there's there people are loving the Shield again. I'm loving the Shield. You again. don't think Dean turns? No, not here. Not no. here. Yeah, I agree. I think this is. Um, I think the it, Shield wins this. It, Who's pinning it, who? Um, are we doing a point five a prop bet on that one? That sure. like yeah, let's do a let's do a point um, five prop bet. I'm gonna go. <sighs> Ziggler, eats, Ziggler eats a Roman Reigns pin. Yep. I damn, that's mine. Ziggler that was... eats a Roman Reigns pin. Ah. Uh... Yep. That's that's the only one that makes sense. You need Drew to look strong. You got to keep Braun damn looking it. strong. You um. Uh, you have to keep Roman looking strong, obviously, because he's gonna do the pin. Dolph is the one of the six that can eat a pin and be okay. I, I think it's it's going to be Ro- Roman because Roman and Dolph will be okay. That's really where I come down. Really? Because he's the weak link now. Is that, that going to be bad for him? <laughs> I'm just saying. In, in, uh, I'm going to say Dean pins uh, Ziggler. Okay. Uh, just to keep it interesting. All right. Because uh, <laughs> why not? Yeah, sure. I'd I have think, some reason to stay awake. We've only got like two that are different. I have some reason to stay awake for this show. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, those are our picks for Super Showdown, but there's so much more to talk about. Stick around and let's head over and talk about the wide world of wrestling. 
Well, we kick things off with NXT this week with an, a, a cold open of um, of Nikki Cross in yeah. a dark, dank hallway surrounded by mist. Yeah. Where is she in the boiler room? Is she hanging out with it mankind? Doesn't matter. I love What's, this. Welcome this? back, Nikki Cross. After wow. not seeing this kind of stuff for what feels like two years. Yeah. Uh, back to Kooky. The Nikki. last time she was on the roof, uh, yeah. uh, slamming a, a jacket on the roof uh, again, yeah. again. I love this Nikki Cross. I'm yeah. so glad she's back. Not only is she cutting promo against Bianca Belair here, but it's also the ongoing thing of, I know. I know the secret. Yeah. I know who took out Aleister Black. I, I'm so madly in love with this stuff. This kind of stuff from I Nikki Cross. I love the fact that NXT makes it so that every character has something to do for yep. the most part. Uh, it's very, there's very few characters that, are, that seem... Uh, extraneous yeah you know what I mean even, even some of like even like the mighty who I think haven't really hit their stride or clicked yet yeah uh, you know you still feel like when they come out they still feel like somebody they're not just kind of just there you know unless unless you're a jobber you're you're there and they found some really interesting ways to get Nikki Cross involved in this and I, I like the aspect agreed that the crazy one holds the answer but she I, I agreed with everything you just said and i think she kind of needed something to do after sanity got called up yep and, and the, the she, we, i felt like we had lost her there for a bit and i'm so happy and, and her with bianca belair booyah all day booyah all day long yep that, we kick things off with lacey evans having a match after their kerfuffle last week or their uh scuffle in scrum. the street scrum scrum uh where she put she put a finger on johnny gargano and candice Lair. i was like mm-mm <laughs> Not my touching man. my man. Touching my man. So now we have a match this week. Uh, you know, Candace did all she could. Shit. <laughs> Lacey, you know, pretty handily beat Candice LeRae here. Uh, I'm not going to split hairs, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised she lost this one. Lacey, I've been saying for months now, has the Rockets attached, and I am surprised she's not on the main roster yet, to be perfectly honest. Bianca? No, Lacey Evans. Oh, Lacey. Yeah, Lacey's got a... a, a She's a fantastic wrestler, and this showed that she can work with people like you know people who are veterans like Candice LeRae. Yep, uh, she's got she has all the pieces. Agreed, and I'm I'm glad that she's in NXT and that she's getting her exposure now. Uh, I was surprised she beat Candice. Really, makes, it makes me yeah, it was a little bit. I thought this okay. was going to be Candice standing up for her man, but I think they're telling a longer story here, which I'm fine with. Great, Great. and make Lacey look strong. Wonderful. Uh, speaking of looking strong. The Forgotten Sons had a squash match against guys named Tori Kirsch, Vinny Mixon, and Caesar Rise. Ooh. The definition of, of uh, enhancement talent names. Right. So, okay, we got the Forgotten Sons. They're getting a big push lately. You know, Jackson is, looks like a monster. Yeah, Riker has my full attention. That yeah. is prototype WWE superstar right there. But right now, they're a three-person team with one standout singles guy and a tag team. Sounds like a faction. Sounds like Undisputed Era a little bit, doesn't it? Only it's another heel faction right now from what we're seeing. Where do they end up? Are we going to get more three-person factions in NXT? And if so, like, are what? how many are we going to get? I'll just put Riker on Monday Night Raw right now, as, as far as I'm concerned. I was not answering my question. I, I know. But. I know. Um, how do we fill the void of sanity leaving? Um, I agree with you. It's, it's a little kind of dub, doubling up on the heel tag teams with, uh, with Undisputed Era currently reigning. I don't know. Is that an indication that they're not going to be tag champs for very long? That's where my head's at. Are they going to put the belts on the War Raiders? No. And then we then that solves that problem. You know, no. Wall Wade over not, in a month. Wall Wade is not getting them belts. Uh, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't know. Nope. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I, I would love to see more three-person factions. Now that Sanity's gone, I'm like, yeah. 
Mom. Maybe these guys are filling the sanity void. Maybe, Maybe. that's what they're that's, a, that's what they're there for. Maybe uh, Johnny Gargano had a match against Tony Nese of all people. Tony Nese stepping down from two hundred five live to come down and be a be an eight pack heel in <laughs> NXT. Johnny looking more like Johnny freaking wrestling again. He looked and he held the sign faced. up from the crowd. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he's like I'm back to being good old smiley Johnny Gargano, which to me, Mister Conspiracy Theory over here, that spells that Johnny Gargano. He's hiding a dark secret. Ooh. That's what I say. That's because we'll it's too boring to just have him go right back to being normal yeah. Johnny Gargano, right? Uh, not really, though. He didn't spend enough time being anguished and tore up. He just, what, he went home and had a popsicle and now he's back and happy again? Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. There's something more going on there. Too smart for that in NXT. Ooh. Maybe, maybe I was going to say Candace took out Aleister Black, but she was sitting at the table with Cassius Ono, so it's not her. It's definitely Johnny True. Gargano. True. Definitely Johnny. Uh, yeah, my pick for who did it, uh, Lars Sullivan faced off against God. EC3 uh, as well on Wednesday. Pretty handily kind of... EC3, EC3 held, got his... He, held he in hung there. in there and he had some really cool strength spots showing off that yes. he, can, he can lift up and press and do all these things with the, that damn monster of Lars the Sullivan. Huge block of he's a man. He's massive. Is it possible he's getting bigger? Yes. Because I feel like he's getting bigger. They're they're feeding him young enhancement talent. They're they're not future endeavoring them. They're they're feeding yeah. them. Good luck, Lars. But this was this was I this was my favorite EC3 match since he came to NXT. Really, it was. Oh, okay. he I, he was selling really well. He was engaging. Uh, it was a well told story in the match. Lars sold well for him. I was I liked this all around. This was great. This was this was the first time I looked at EC3 and went, okay, now I get it. Well, here's the question though. It, can he continue to lose? Can he afford to keep losing? Like he, he's basically lost everything so far. Yeah, I mean, it's an NXT losing on a, going on a losing streak doesn't have the same connotation as it does in the main roster because it makes you feel like they're telling us like, dude, Velveteen Dream lost every pay per view match up until like I think his last pay per view. Yeah, you know what I mean. Until they beat EC three. So yeah, EC- <laughs> <laughs> now it's his turn. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think EC three can absolutely take it. It's okay. not a problem. Uh, next up, we had a video package, which was a lot of fun to kind of go down memory lane with these oh, two guys, yeah. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Uh, they're forming after their brutal, brutal matches that they had last oh, summer God. with each other. We got a kind of a trip down memory lane of them forming the one-two and becoming, you know, the uh, the UK tag team uh, powerhouse that they are. I just don't know if there's room for them right now. There's a lot going on in the tag division in NXT. Yeah, Street Profits, the Mighty. Uh, Undisputed Era, War Raiders. Where where do you see uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch fitting in? I don't know. You know, the thing is, is they stood up to Undisputed Era and went toe-to-toe with them and got over in the face of Undisputed Era being as over as anyone has ever been in NXT at the last last takeover pay-per-view, or the one before that, excuse me, when uh, when Oni got his eye busted. Yep. They came out there, and they were supposed to be the faces, and the crowd hated them. And by the end of the match, the crowd respected that gave him a standing ovation while they were standing in the ring. So I think that their stock went through the roof with that match. And this video package was just showing us that, yes, NXT is saying, look, we haven't forgot about these guys. We got, we're, we got some plans for them. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm waiting and seeing where they land. Yep. Uh, right now, who's Undisputed Era facing? You know, you got they're facing like guys like Pete Dunne. Like they're not really. And Ricochet is a tag team. Like they're not. Uh, War Wool Wade is coming up. Oh yeah, you know. So I could see Odin Lorcan and Danny Burch fitting into War Games somehow. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had. Uh, we're building some matches. I think it's worth talking about this as in a, in a consolidated mm-hmm. way. We've got some matches that are coming up that are looking like they're going to be just just tear the house down. Yep. 
Uh, we're building for Dream, for Velveteen Dream against Tommaso Ciampa. Yep, we had a couple of promos about that. Yep, and we're also building for what is now a triple threat for the North American Championship yep. between Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and Adam Cole. Might might be the best match in NXT history if they can pull it off. Oh, I, I can't even... I, I just can't even... That's just nuts. Think about what that match is going to be. It's, is, is it funny to you that... Uh, Ricochet's biggest flaw is being accentuated by the video package for this, and that is the the personality and the, like the the getting across a character. That's his biggest flaw. Yeah, really? I think so. I think it's okay. I is think it, he's fine. It's well, but compared to Adam Cole, who is just you know a walking bag of charisma, yeah. and Pete Dunne, who has his whole you know silent killer like, I'm badass. Scared of Pete Dunne. I yeah, that, that's that's. I'm taller that's his... than Pete Dunne, and I'm scared to death of him. Yeah. <laughs> but Ricochet, I kind of just want to hang out with him. Oh, yeah. I want to go but grab But I a... think that dynamic works in the face of Mr. Charisma. I was about to say I want to have a beer with him, but I don't think he drinks beer. I have a nice tall glass of soda water with right, him. Right, sure. I, I think that dynamic works almost as the sort of schoolboy kind of face where you have the, the Mr. Charisma and Adam Cole and this scary bruiser weight in Pete Dunne. Sure. I, I like the, the, the dynamic. Is, all of it. But my point is, is that, yes, that's the dynamic that they're establishing. Ricochet is the white meat baby face here. Yeah. That doesn't help when that's already kind of a problem with him is him not having too much of a personality okay you know what i mean that's I my that's my only issue with this yep um in other upcoming matches we are we're promoting the uh, evolution match between Shayna baszler and Kyrie sane yes the women's championship baszler going to a fight camp uh with uh jessamine duke and uh what's the other one's I name i can't remember the other one's name i always remember help us out chat <laughs> uh and but, we also uh, had yet another backstage segment for bianca belair to wait, follow up uh, nikki cross's one to open the show we closed with bianca belair basically saying you know bring it you know because she's mm-hmm. bianca uh, I this is another one I just cannot wait for. This is the kind of match I've been waiting for Bianca Belair to get is, with someone as seasoned as as Nikki Cross. Well, their one their one encounter before where things spilled out of the ring and you know they were both counted out was fantastic. Oh yeah, so I can't wait for more. Oh yeah, uh, let's head over and talk about what went down on two hundred five live. Two hundred five uh, is not- it still live? They're calling it live because they record it live, but they do put it now on Wednesdays with NXT and the Mae Young Classic, and it is working wonders for them. It's now officially in the top four most watched shows on the network. Oh, wow. Went from not even in the top 10 to top five, top four, actually. So it is working. Thank goodness, because we are seeing some... Marina Schaefer, thank you, Will James. Yes. Thank you, Marina Schaefer. Um, And he was... Uh, <laughs> so 205 Live, people are watching it now, which is good because we're getting some fantastic wrestling on there. This week, we had Akira Tozawa and Jack Gallagher putting on a nice little match. Jack did lose. Uh, and afterwards, the big news was that Drew Gulak came out and was bitching and moaning at his uh, his cronies and said he's bringing, bringing, he's bringing back the PowerPoint presentation and he used it as a way to turn on Brian Kendrick. No kidding. Brian Kendrick, however, is the man with the plan, knew that he was going to do that and they had a little scuffle. So we might be seeing Drew and Kendrick heading into a feud, which given how technically proficient both those guys are, I'm not mad at that. It just doesn't all. make any sense in the grand scheme of things because both of those are kind of Healy dicks. And I, I think uh, Kendrick's I, turning face is what okay. it is. Okay. Uh, but I'm not mad at that. No, I would love Gulak to see has that to have something to do now that he's not in the title picture anymore. Right, right. And that looks like a good one. Here's the thing, though. The match of the week, Kalisto and TJP. 
And it looks like it's the beginning of an ongoing feud because at the end of it, Kalisto did pick up a roll-up victory, but uh, TJP stole his mask and ran off into the crowd. So this is, this is going to keep going, and TJP is going to start getting down these Lucha guys and do some wonderful Lucha things. And I can't wait because this match was awesome. Go check it out for sure. I was going to say, you know what? Not match of the week. We have yet to talk about the match of the week. Ooh. This was second best. Okay. But it was really good. Go watch 205 Live. Still good. Yes. All right. So let's really get into where that match of the week might be, if mm-hmm. this is the one you're talking about. Well, uh, it's. Uh, I was. I meant in, in WWE, but yes, if we're going where I think you're going. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed <laughs> in uh, New Japan, right here in Long Beach. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we kick things off. Jushin Thunder Liger, ACH, uh, T- Taguchi beat Rapongi 3K. Yeah, I was surprised Ooh. about this, and uh, it got Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask a shot at the junior heavyweight uh, uh, tag belt. So interesting stuff here. Uh, you had uh, Addiction, which is, of course, Frank Kazarian and, and uh, Chris Daniels. Uh, also, also from SoCal Uncensored, they defeated Hangman Page and Chase Owens, which I was surprised by. Uh, in a really surprisingly, not, I guess not surprisingly, but in a really like really fantastic match, Jeff Cobb, Chris Sabin, and Flip Gordon defeated the best friends and uh, Hiroki Goto, which I was surprised at, but it was awesome. I'm, I'm, I was a good match. Nice. Very psyched about it. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Killer Elite Squad defeated Naito, Evil, and Sonata, which I was shocked by. Really? I was surprised that, yeah. Um, but it does make sense. Zach and Evil have a program coming up. So, uh, Jay White and Gato defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida. Gato has fully turned heel. He hit Tana with a, some uh, brass knucks and picked up the win. Uh, so, Jay could get the win. Uh, the, the, another blowout match Marty Skrull and Will Ospreay. I can't even imagine. I can't wait to go back and watch this match. Uh, this was, is the one of this entire card that I, I just I wanted to see. Um, you know, here we are. Death taxes and Skrull beats Osprey. Right, and he did again. And he did again. <laughs> but did I can't Ospreay wait to again. go back and watch this. It's not their best match that they've had in their series. Yeah. But <laughs> it's still better than 90% of the stuff out there. So, wow. it, it, yeah, just monstrous. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny retained their tag championships against the Young Bucks because Matt's back once again gave out on him. It's just, it's that's like one of the most cliche things in the indies now is Matt's back. <laughs> Matt, Matt having a problem with his back. Right. Um, this one surprised me. Cody defeated Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. Cody now is the NWA champion and the U.S. champion. Dripping. In New Jersey. Dripping with in that gold. gold. Dripping with that gold. Uh, and then finally, in the match of the week, and all if you go across all of them, uh, all the promotions, Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, defeated Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii in an absolutely baller tag team match. Damn. Holy crap. Uh, the big story here is after the match, Cody comes out and Kenny's, Kenny was saying that, yeah, I know everyone wants to see Kenny versus Ibushi. We've been building this thing for a long time and you know everyone wants to see that finally come to a head. Cody comes out and says, you know what they really want to see is Cody versus Kenny versus Cody Ibushi. That's what they really want to see. So that is going to be our main event for King of Pro Wrestling this coming Monday, the 8th. It's going to be Cody versus Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi. Baller. Great match. Oh, my goodness. Uh, also, on King of Pro Wrestling, we do have the full uh, lineup of matches. Because Marty Skrull defeated Will Ospreay, he'll be facing Kushida for the vacated junior heavyweight championship. Oh. Get well soon, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, we also have Takahashi. Excuse me. I was looking at my notes. Tanahashi uh, will be facing Jay White for his Wrestle Kingdom briefcase. 
that is a that's a big deal given how much they're pushing Jay White right now. Gato will be in his corner, obviously. Tanahashi could be in more jeopardy here than he was against Okada, who he couldn't beat for years. I did not know that this was going to be a thing because Apparently Jay White. It is. If you guys remember, Jay White was my pick to sneak out the G one, right? And this could be an interesting twist where he still gets that opportunity, huh? Yeah, I didn't know this was going to be a thing. Okay, this. Plot twist. <laughs> it, made, it took King of Pro Wrestling from being just like another B show for New Japan, and now it's a must watch because of these three top matches. Now it's a must watch. Holy smokes. And on the undercard, you have, um, you've got a match with, let me get my notes in the right place here uh, because I've got to make sure I say this correctly. So we've got um, Kazuchika. Uh, it's a, yeah. So. Kazuchika Okada, Toru Yanu, Rapongi 3K, right? Chaos versus Los Ingobernables, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, Bushi, and a mystery partner. Naito has been teasing. He's bringing out X, a new guy. Basically, he's not going to replace uh, Takahashi while he's on the shelf, Hiromu. Yeah. He's not going to replace him. But he's going to get a new guy to be a junior heavyweight. Temporary with sub. Temporary in. sub. We don't know who he is, but he will debut in this tag match at King of Pro Wrestling. Ishii? No, 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 no. It'll, it'll probably be another. No, Ishii's a heavyweight. It'll be a, it'll be a, and Ishii's already in chaos. It'll be, it'll be probably someone from that be all Japan or Noah. I'm, someone that probably you haven't seen before in New Japan. Huh? But so uh, you think they're going to unveil somebody or, new? Or am I, I'm excited if they bring someone for, in from uh, CMLL in Mexico. Like, if, I, I doubt it will be Rush, but someone else from Los Ingobernables, Mexico, would be awesome. Any chance it's seeing almost? No, not no. a chance in hell. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely zero point. Zero chance. Damn it. Well, guys, let's head over and talk about the May Young Classic because we had uh, what I would consider, I think, maybe a contender for match of the year, if I'm going to be completely I honest. I have to agree. Um, Instant classic. It, we'll talk about that one last, but we got to start off with uh, we're, this was the first uh, ra- first day of the second round uh, as we head into the uh, the second round of the tournament. Tony Storm against Hiroya Masamoto. Lady Destroyer. Lady Godzilla. Um, this might be one of the more, well, no, it, no, it wasn't because it was already upstaged by the match. <laughs> it was, it was the blown the away. <laughs> this was fantastic to watch. Great match. It was a great match. And, you know, I, I'm calling Tony storm to win the whole thing. Of course I am. Of course you are. Uh, as I did last year, but at this, at the same time, God, I, there were a couple of moments where I went, man, she phoned it in last week or Not in the last week. round. Mm-mm. Uh, is she phoning it? In? Nope. 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 Man, when she hits, she hit two of those snap Germans. Gorgeous. On Matsumoto and just folded her in half. The snap on those is just amazing. It's and absurd. she gets a beautiful bridge. Yeah, no. It's- uh, and then into the suplex, into the bridge, up on her tiptoes for the one, two, three. Great match. Really quick match. And it's just, man, Tony Storm looks fierce yep. right now. And so did Mats. I mean, it was her. She and Matsumoto have great chemistry. They've worked together, obviously, before. Yep. Um, it was nice to see Tony actually open up a little bit and work with somebody who's very much in her style. Yep. Uh, I think that the emotion of this match didn't connect with me the way I wanted it to, but at the same time, I was in no way mad at it. It was definitely one of the better matches we've seen so far. Yep. Uh, next up, we had Rhea Ripley versus Casey Catanzaro. I enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought I would. Man, I was, I was waiting for Casey Catanzaro to, f- to flub, to botch, and she did. But she recovered really well and actually for most of this match really had me engaged and looked better than she should have given her level of experience. She was flying around like a spider monkey all over the place. It was just you can't. Rhea is kind of infallible and I guess not. She was 
little five foot Casey was doing uh, Hurricane Rana's on her, and I'm doing well. Air she did she did that really her. that round round the world DDT. That was pretty. Which, it was pretty, but it was Rayeth, you know, flipping her around. Right. <laughs> that was that was both of them working together on that one, right? And mostly Raya. But uh, that being said, great person for Raya to work with because they were able to to do those kinds of strength spots and make Raya look like a monster and make Casey look like a little, as you said, flying spider monkey. Yep. So no, this was another fantastic match. I freaking love Rhea, everything about Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I want to wrap the rockets to her as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, me, her and Tony Storm are in my top two. You know, if not yeah. tied to potentially win this whole thing. Uh, next up, we had Lacey Lane facing off against Tanara Kanchi. Uh, this was kind of the dud of the night. This was the dud of the night. Uh, it was, you know, they're, they're not going to get much further than they did here. They could go spend a year in the performance center and maybe get better. I just don't, I'm not there yet. With yeah. Them. It, it def, I, this was the best I've ever seen Tanara Kanchi look. It was, which is, mm, <sighs> I don't want to be too down on her, but it was, it was just not saying much. Yeah. Um, she's obviously very skilled in a lot of things. She, I don't think she's got, she doesn't connect with me in the ring the way that I, I think she should, but this was the best I've ever seen her do Lacey lane. You know, boy, she still looks green to me and it's weird that she wins here and goes on and we'll be facing someone else. We're about to talk about, uh, who the winner of this next match, which I am, I am shocked. I don't think either of these women should have gotten, this place, I can think of a few other women from the first round who should have been here instead of these two. Oh, yeah. And I can think of a, a few others that it should have been in the third round as opposed to Lacey Lane, who picked up the win here. But here's the match we got to talk about, and that's uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Mako Satomura. If you have not watched the May Young Classic at all, don't worry. You, you, There's not much that you've missed out of the first round. This is where it really starts, and this was the first match I've watched out of the entire tournament that just blew me the F away. So in a weird way, this is where the tournament started for me, watching this match at mm-hmm. the end of this this episode. Wow. If this is not a match of the year contender, I'll yeah. be severely disappointed. It's, it's this one was of, a clinic in technical mat wrestling from two of the greatest women wrestlers maybe of all time. Working, working yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think that you, know, you cannot look at this and not say this is in the top three at worst, top five women's matches in WWE history along there with uh, with Sasha and Bailey in Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, Ember Moon and Asuka. Sure. You know, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen two women put on in WWE. Yep. Absolute clinic. Uh, so well worked from top to bottom. And, and I really don't want to describe it more than that. It's just something that everyone should go see. You, you just have to enjoy it on your own. Yeah. Go, go watch it and just enjoy uh, next up, closing out here, uh, Progress and Ring of Honor had a couple some of uh, results for their yeah. pay-per-views here. Ian, take it away real quick. Absolutely. Progress had Hello Wembley, and I I got to talk about this because the card was just sick. It was a sick card. It was, he had Matt Riddle's last indie show. He was defeated, as we suspected, by Mark Haskins. Yep. Uh, Ginny retained her title over Millie McKenzie and Tony Storm. The big news here was that after she won and started, you know, her and her little house of couture started running amok, Jordan Grace oh! showed up. And if you, uh, if you didn't know her from anything else other than All In, that's a huge acquisition for Progress. And because Progress does have association with WWE, could be a good hint that Jordan might be WWE bound mm. in the next year or so, which would be awesome. Yes. Uh, Trent Seven defeated Doug Williams, which means Doug Williams 
is retired. He's done. Trent Seven retired him and took his Atlas belt. So bye-bye, Doug Williams. Thank you for a wonderful career. Uh, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc in a freaking no DQ match. You know what this means. Blood and guts. This was a chaotic match where he beat Paul Robinson, <laughs> Will Ospreay's former tag team partner. Uh, the end of this match was basically every fluorescent light bulb in England getting smashed uh, on people's heads. There was a... a it was just... Uh, I love it. Rainmaker onto light bulbs and just ugh, ugh, blood everywhere. Yum. I can't Bloody wait backs. to see this. Uh, there was the Thunder Bastard match, which is basically every tag team under creation. Right. In uh, kind of like a Royal Rumble kind of scenario. Uh, Aussie Open ended up winning this, but uh, one of the members of Aussie Open, Mark Davis, looked like he was he legit injured his arm at the end of this. We're waiting to hear if that's actually... Uh, serious injury, or if it was just he just tweaked it wrong. But uh, Aussie Open is your new uh, tag team champion, tag team championship team. Pete Dunn defeated Ilya Dragunov, and now is officially the most the the uh, most talented wrestler in Europe. That was the stipulation for what this match Damn. was for. Yeah. So uh, as you can imagine, that was a great match. Eddie Dennis defeated Mark Andrews in a TLC match. Now he's the number one contender, or rather, he has a title shot whenever he wants it. Of course, the champion right now is Walter. So uh, good luck there, buddy. Good luck, Eddie. Uh, Walter had a match with Tyler Bate, which, of course, Tyler did not win because he's literally half Walter's size. I think the fact that he was able to pull off what he did against Walter yes. and didn't die is should oh. be considered a victory. Are you kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> it's the definition of the underdog putting up a really good fight against a monster opponent that there's no way he can beat. Right. Freaking, I think you even called it last week that you know Tyler Bates going to try and pull off some strength spots yeah. against Walter. The, the gut wrench spots, yeah. He did. He did it. He, he gut wrench suplexed Walter. He deadlifted him. And then he did two By of the God. airplane spins on freaking Walter. It was nuts. Well worth checking out. And a Tyler driver. Well worth checking out this match. Uh, as good as it sounds, just on paper. But Walter did win. Walter did win. Of course. Of course. It's Walter. Of course he won. <laughs> And uh, Tyler Bate obviously was had a few handprints on him, as you can imagine. <laughs> hamburger. Uh, hamburger. Death Before Dishonor, Ring of Honor happened as well. Uh, not as big of a deal. Not a whole lot of stuff happened here. Yeah. Sumi Sakai retained. Briscoe's retained. Punishment, Punishment Martinez retained his TV championship. Uh, Bully Ray and Cyrus, Silas Young defeated Flip Gordon and Colt Cabana, as you would expect, because those heels have to get some heat on them yep. before the, the the good guys, the baby faces. Sorry, come boom, back. boom. Uh, Bullet Club defeated Chaos because Skrull tapped out Rocky Romero, which was, it was a good match, but it was a showcase for people who don't usually get to see the, the New Japan guys. Yeah. The big match of the night was Jay Lethal versus Will Ospreay. Uh, not surprisingly to me, at least, Jay Lethal did hold on to his championship. Will Ospreay's just got too much stuff to do around the world. I couldn't see Jay dropping it to him. Uh, if there's anyone from New Japan I could see Jay dropping it to, it might be Marty Skrull. I think his time has been coming for a while in Ring of Honor. But this was not it. Is Will Ospreay... I think we had this discussion around WrestleMania. Is Will Ospreay the hardest working man in wrestling? If not the hardest working, he's certainly... The busiest? Uh, no, there's a lot of guys who are real busy, but Will Ospreay might be the guy with the craziest spots who does them more than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he might He might be the most endangered wrestler in the world <laughs> with working the style that he does as much as he does. Because he's into self-harm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I... I don't know because he doesn't want to hurt himself, but it's just his his style is just so yeah. crazy. It's unsustainable. Kind of inevitable. That guy's going to break something that's not good one of these days. He's come damn close quite a few times. Oh. Okay, but the big news here is that there were TV tapings the day after Death Before Dishonor, and that's where some stuff went down. Okay. Cody, for example, defended his NWA championship against uh, the Mac. The Mac. Willie Mac. Of course, he the retained, Mac. as you would expect. Right. 
Uh, he's got, he's the got Mac's a, not beating Max, Cody. The Mac's not beating Cody, <laughs> but Cody does have to you know, defend it. Fine. Here's the big news. Don't get me wrong. I like the Mac. Right. He, he ain't, Say, he ain't, he ain't beating Cody. Cody. No. Here's the big news. Our boy, the deliciously smelling Jeff Cobb, who has recently debuted in Ring of Honor, defeated... Already has a belt. Yeah. Defeated Punishment <laughs> Martinez for the TV title. Brilliant. Boom. Now, this is because Punishment Martinez is, boom, heading to NXT. Big news. The punishment has done his duty. He's done with Ring of Honor. He is going to NXT, which is, is a great acquisition. That guy yeah. will probably go a long way in WWE. I, I, he's got the look. He's got the, the ability. Yeah, he's going to be a good one. I think he'll do a lot. But it's just cool that Jeff Cobb, a boy, mm. has a TV title. Like two weeks into his contract. I know, right? Well, they know what they have with <laughs> oh, him. Oh, of course. So, Well, guys, that does it for all the wrestling. All the wrestling. We got a listener question to get to. We did not forget this week. Yes, and indeed. It's the one we forgot last week. Will James, again, thank you very much for your question. Thank you for being a patron. Yes, sir. Thank you to all of the patrons. And guys, if you'd like to have your listener questions here on the show, we will address them directly. Head over to patreon.com slash BWO and sign up for that $5 tier. That or any higher will get you an opportunity to ask your questions every single week right here on the show. Will James asks, <clears throat> out of the four title matches at Super Showdown, which, in his eyes, is another glorified house show with doubt of any title changes. That's kind of what we were saying earlier. Yeah. Which titles do you believe are most and least likely to change, and which would you most and least like to see hmm. change? So we kind of addressed this in our pickums. We did. But let's go back and let's just run it. Yeah. Let's, let's recap, run it down, and distill. Let's yeah. just distill this down. Uh, we've got the WWE championships on the line. AJ Styles is WWE championship. Cedric Alexander's cruiserweight championship, the new days tag team championship and Becky Lynch's SmackDown women's championship. As far as most likely to change cruiserweight championship, cruiserweight. because it's the least important. And again, as you said, glorified house show. Yeah. They're probably not going to change any big titles. Yep. Um, the one I want to see change most would have to be the AJ Styles Samoa Joe one. Yeah, me too. I want to see Samoa Joe get that title. Yep. I, and I also think that would be a great way. If they change that title, no one can call it a house show. Agreed. That would, I mean? that would really just like legitimize that, that event. It's rare that that championship changes hands, although it has happened with Kevin Owens and with AJ Styles on house shows, true house shows. Um, so to have it happen here would not be out of the realm of possibility. But it would legitimize these uh, overseas shows as being played things we uh, shows we have to watch because things could possibly happen. And I think if the cruiserweight championship changes hands, people aren't going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to be like, "Ooh, we're going to watch the show from now on because the cruiserweight championship might change hands." <laughs> no, it's if the WWE championship might change hands. Yeah, and even with the Madison Square Garden thing with Kevin Owens and AJ, mm-hmm. that was just the I don't want to say just the U.S. title, but it was just the U.S. title. It wasn't even the the WWE championship. No, there was a WWE championship that AJ that AJ won off uh, off of TV. The WWE championship changed I'm, I'm hands. About Madison Square Garden house show. That was the U.S. title back and forth that he and AJ KO and AJ did last year. Uh, I think at that point it was the the world, but we'll, we'll double check ourselves yep. there. But I'm pretty sure AJ won the big one on a house show. Um, at any rate, the bottom line What's is the one that's least likely to change hands. Uh, looking at this, I would have to say Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. That's in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, of those four, yeah. Yeah, it's that's the least likely one to change hands. I, I think the second part of Will's question also was which ones would we like to see 
if we were completely fantasy booking this, I think mine, I think it's Joe again. I think I, I would most like to see Joe and AJ because of the way I described the ebb and the flow of things uh, as they're going. We're kind of on the downturn of this whole family angle between AJ and Joe, and I'd really like to see them continue the program with each other, just not doing the family angle. And I think to really pull that off, you kind of need to put the belt on Joe a little bit and get AJ doing the, the redemption thing. Yeah, AJ coming, coming back for, him. for it. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. I'd like to, I'd like to see the feud evolve if it's going to go yes, forward. Exactly. And and it just I, I they can't do this family stuff much longer. It's no, just going to get cringy. You can't. Well, it's already almost getting there. That's what I mean. It's just that Joe it's, it's is bottoming out. Joe is so good. He's keeping it afloat. Yeah. But Anyone else, it would have sucked. Already. And at any point, they're going to have to you know keep crossing lines and actually give us something that actually is a dastardly act and not just hyperbolically a da- dastardly act. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the one you would least like to see change? Not think the but, one I don't want to see change. Yeah, I'd be happy. For I'm, me, it's I'm, the tag again, championship. I don't want the bar with the tag championship. I don't want Charlotte Flair with the, with the women's championship more. That's OK. I'd be happy with the, if the bar had the tag championships. I'd be fine with that. That's I like them. I love the bar. I would love to see them as tag champs. Uh, it's just so much fun on TV. I just don't enjoy they, the bar uh, on TV. They're uh, good wrestlers. I, I, I will never say that those two are not two of the strongest big men in, in wrestling today. I just think that they're not as entertaining next to the New Day because the New Day are, you know, they're freaking cartoon characters. Yeah. yeah, so putting the new, putting the bar next to them is, that's just brutal. And plus, the bar needs some damn love after losing to a 14-year-old child. I had forgotten all about that. I hadn't. So you just, you're just you in love with those guys. You're just bitter I about do. it. I do. <laughs> they wear soccer jerseys. That's awesome. Yeah. Will, thank you very much for the question. Again, glad we got to it this week. Guys, if you want to get your question in for uh, any other shows going forward, head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for that $5 tier. And we are getting yes. close to the end here. We have got time for a quick little lightning Let's round. Let's do the lightning of round of news. news. What do we got? Lightning round of news. Chris Jericho might be going to impact. What? Yep. Uh, that's. <laughs> Uh, it's it is being heavily rumored that Chris Jericho will be showing up on Impact TV as soon as the next couple of weeks, uh, but possibly the next few months. He has been courted by them heavily and has said openly that he would love to go work there because of the amount of talent that's there and because the backstage guy Scott D'Amore is, is a good buddy of his. Uh, it's basically all of Lucha Underground. Uh, well, Lucha Underground and then a bunch of guys from uh, like Cast Off from Ring of Honor, a bunch of a bunch of top indie guys. Yeah. So. Impact, and by the way, I've been watching some Impact TV. We don't cover it a lot here, but I would like to start covering it more because they're putting on a really good product. They genuinely are putting on a damn good product. Coming soon, the three-hour uh, show of <laughs> Busted Wide Open. No, we'll split it. We'll, we'll start changing up the format right. of the show if we're going to do that. But bottom line is, yeah, Chris Jericho goes to Impact. That is going to be a big deal for Impact. That's a huge name and could really give them the boost that they need to take it to the next level, which I feel like they're ready to do. Yeah. Uh, also, in other news, Liv Morgan officially cleared after having her head knocked off by Brie Bella accidentally. Uh, she will revel, uh, wrestle at Evolution and at Super Showdown. So apparently it wasn't that big of a concussion, but watch watch, and she'll probably not take a whole lot of really serious bumps. Yeah. Um, no headbutt flyers off the top rope. No, fl- no, no <laughs> flying Ryan. headbutts. Daniel, stop doing that. Stop it, Daniel. Uh, Lucha Underground news really quickly on this week on Lucha Underground TV. Marty the Moth challenged Pentagon Dark to a Seto Miedo match. What? 
at Lucha Underground Quattro at uh, uh, Ultima, at Lucha. Ult- Ultima Lucha Quattro. So the last time we saw this was season one Vampiro, Vampiro versus, versus Pentagon. Pentagon, and it was still to this day uh, one of the top five bloodiest, most brutal matches. That and the War of Hell match or Hell, Hell, of, War Hell match. of War, the uh, three way between uh, Sammy Callahan, Mil Muertes, yeah. and uh, Cage, where Cage is running around with the with like a skewer mohawk because they were all stuck into his head. Oh. And Mil Muertes was bleeding from because he ran into a glass window. That was... <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so the Cerro Miedo match was one of the... That was the original brutal match. He set Lucha him on fire and then threw him through a table. But Marty has had some really gnarly matches too. If you recall with Phoenix, they've had... They had uh, like probably one of the bloodier matches him and Phoenix did. Um, was that the so, one where Phoenix's mask was basically just all ripped? No, that was Pentagon. It was no, it was it was, it was the match with Marty where Phoenix had to rip open his own mask because he was choking on his own blood because oh he was breathing in his own blood. He was pooling in his mask. He had to let it out. Oh. Yeah, so we're getting a Cerro Miedo match between Marty and Pentagon in a few weeks at Ultima Lucha Cuatro. We're already there. Look, we're already at the towards the end of the season. Look of this. out! That's going to be oh. insanity. Finally, in other news, it has been officially announced that at the NWA 70th anniversary show, which is coming up in just a couple of 70th weeks, aniv- 70th anniversary, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. It's going to be a fantastic show. They got some really good talent and Cornette's calling it uh, Cody. You versus- know not what you do. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Cody versus Nick Aldis. The rematch will be two out of three falls. I think that's a fantastic wow. stipulation brilliantly plays into their feud and it will probably make Nick Aldis look good in defeat. Yes. <laughs> Cause he ain't winning. I don't think he's taking it off. Of Cody. Cody's dripping right now. He ain't getting, uh, they, he's going to live in that, those three belts for some time. I will be surprised if Nick takes it off of him. Uh, it would definitely legitimize Nick, but yep. I think it'd be a bad move for NWA. Yep. So, well guys, that is it for the show today. I need your attention for just a quick moment though, because we need to do some logistics this Saturday. As you all know, super showdown is happening in Australia, that means that here in the States, if you're listening in the States, we're going to be watching it live at 2 a.m. here in California. Yeah, and then 5, Pacific time. 5 a.m. Eastern. 5 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> so we're estimating the show is about four hours long, maybe four and a half. I love all the people that are bitching about how, like the time on it. Like, yeah, I, I, can't believe, I can't believe they're, they're putting on a show at this time. It's like, y'all watch, don't watch New Japan, do you? Right, no, they don't. <laughs> How dare you not do it in American time? Yeah, right. Come on. Anyway, the logistics are what I want everybody to understand is we are going to be doing a recap show immediately after Super Showdown that will go up on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Saturday. We'll go up about midday Saturday once we get done. Because we're uh, sick bastards. It's going to be a t- long night. The coffee's going to be flowing. And 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 we're, we might be very caffeinated and a little buzzed. Yeah. Because there will be some beer as well, I imagine. I don't know if I'm doing that because I'll just... Uh, three, <laughs> four o'clock <laughs> in the morning, I'll be... <sighs> but be ready. Saturday, we will have a full recap for you all right here on Busted Wide Open of everything that went down on Super Showdown in case you could not watch it at 2 in the morning. Yep. Uh, we'll have it. We'll have it bright and early for you. Yes, absolutely. Great. So we'll be on the lookout for that midday Saturday. And then after that, you're taking off. I'm taking off. Yeah, you're uh, going so on JB a, on is going to join you next week. Yeah. Um, and the, then the I, lovely Miss Judith Brooke will be my co-host next week. And then uh, depending on how you do after that, we will get back into the swing of things. There's going to be a couple of weeks in hotels mm-hmm. that are. It's going to be, but I'm going to have all my kit with me. Yep. So. 
We'll see Bear how with us, it all guys. Goes. Thank you for thank you for bearing with us for all this. It's good. it's only going to make gonna stuff. It's going to be worth it. I promise. It'll be worth it, and uh, it will be uh, a new a new take on the show. No it's more sirens in L.A. in the background. That's for true. Me. That's true. The, the, <laughs> or the orbital. The danger cave arena. is a quiet place, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting it set up over there. Well, as we said at the top of the show, guys, you can come over and join us on Facebook in the Busted Wide Open Discussion Group. It is the hub of our operation and where all of our great conversations take place. But we are also on Twitter at BWO Podcast. You can find us over there. And hey, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Check out all of the great tiers that we have for you there. And last, we do have some fun shirts like a new Becky 316 mm. shirt that is kind of selling like hotcakes. It's surprising even me. Do we still have Shut Up Byron? Uh, we do still have Shut Up Byron. Nice. Uh, Shut Up Saxton. Shut Up Saxton. Yeah. yeah. By the way, did you? Uh, one quick note. I'm, sorry, I'm sad I didn't get to this earlier. Did you hear Saxton finally break Corey this week? Oh, no. What, what happened? Uh, I want Mr. Butterworth to penetrate my ears. And Corey lost it. Jesus, Jesus, God, Saxton. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, uh, it was, I, I, I laughed so hard. If you want to pick up some merch, you can head, I might have to put that in, uh, in a t-shirt. That would be. If you want to pick up one of our great t-shirts or any other merch, <laughs> such as phone cases, coffee mugs, stickers, all of that good stuff, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash store, and you can find everything over there. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about like a Mr. Bootyworth, like just like him standing there with like a ear penetrator underneath. Oh. Uh. I, hey, tell me if you think that you would. Anyone want that? Let us know. All right. What was the ear thing in the Matrix? Is that technically what? The, the little bug that they dropped? Went into, into his, the, it went into his belly button. No, but it went in, they dropped it into his ear. Oh, they, did they? I thought. It yeah. Oh, they pulled it out of his belly pulled button. Pulled out of his belly button. All right. Go watch the Matrix again. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I have to. And everyone else there out there, go watch us on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button so that we can uh, keep doing great content up there. We will be live there. Uh, again, we're going to be off live for a couple of weeks, but once you are set up, we will be announcing yeah. in the Facebook discussion group, and we'll be back live on YouTube 5 p.m. Yeah, now, now that we've hit 100 subscribers, we're not going to be live for a couple of weeks. So right. just thanks, thanks for all the fish. Uh, Ironic. No, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll, we will be back, definitely. I have to figure out how to do remote streams and all that fun stuff, and it's expensive and setting up all new setups. All but right. I do want to give you a chance to, for those that are still hanging around, uh, promote your new show that you're you're doing. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, if you like what I do here, I am also a big horror movie buff, and I am uh, in the middle of watching all this wrestling and being in two bands and all my jobs that I do. You I'm don't have also, enough to do. No, I don't have enough to do, so what I decided to do was watch 31 horror movies, one movie for every day of October, and I'm calling it horror palooza and uh mm, that's not that voice no yeah. uh you not you just lost the audition no i'm sorry uh yes horror palooza i'll be going reviewing all those movies talking about them and basically i'm having a good time sharing my love of horror movies yes uh, i've got a bunch of rules that i set for myself to force me to watch ones that i haven't watched before so i'll be checking out a bunch of lesser known ones and recommending the really good ones to people a lot of the ones that are on streaming services i've started watching so far so everyone will be able to join in and watch them with me so check out horror palooza it's right now on uh, stitcher and TuneIn and a bunch of the other good android sites you can go to the but the uh, bwo website or orbital check, jigsaw website. The orbital jigsaw yeah. website and check out the links there and it should be up on itunes shortly yeah quick uh, 10 minute preview episode to let you know all the details and where to follow and all that good stuff is available now over at orbitaljigsaw.com. so check that out we'll be sharing a lot more of it on social media as soon as it is available on all of your apps <laughs> <laughs> is that all the housekeeping nick or podcast all right 
right, let's go home with this. Yes, but I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter again at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.